everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I'm your host, Brad Ellis, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Michael Damiani. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> More Resident Evil 4. <laughs> always, dude. Always. It, it never stops. And we got a special guest this episode. Some guy, you may have heard of him. His name's Kyle Bossman, right? That's correct, yep. Yeah, okay. Nailed just, it. Of course, everyone knows Kyle, dude. Actually, yeah, Good can you friend. tell us a little bit about yourself for those of you who aren't familiar? Sure, yeah, I'm just another person who... Talks about video games all week. <laughs> <laughs> In a sea of a million people. Yeah. But uh, Kyle, what is going on, man? How's everything going with you? Uh, good. So I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina still. Uh, I just moved a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Uh, because I was forced to. Oh. Uh, I moved from one apartment in a complex to oh. like a different apartment in the same complex. But uh, I've, I'm, I'm like easing in. Which is why, you know, the office isn't complete here mm. if you're watching the uh, video of this podcast. But, like, I'm uh, I'm feeling good about it finally. You know yeah. what I mean? It takes a second. I think, Damiani, you moved too recently, right? Yep. I just moved about a little under a month ago. So having that same feeling was not within the same complex, was, you know, from one town to another town. So a bit of a move. How long did it take for you to feel normal? I still don't. Actually, literally this weekend, I got up at one point and I'm like, man, this still doesn't really feel like home right now. Like it, you know. You mean when it, you open your eyes when you first wake up? No, it's not that disorienting, but like oh, it's okay. more of like a general vibe where a level of comfortableness where I'm not mm-hmm. quite there yet, where it's still a little odd, but you know, starting to feel a little bit more secure. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the nicest thing is it's all uh, wood floors and, uh, I don't know if you've had any similar experiences, but also um, as a cat parent as well with my cat Cloud, um, he used to, uh, whenever he'd vomit on the old carpet, it was a nightmare to clean up. Now it's like oh, very easy and no, yeah, it's super nice to like not have to freak out about carpet management anymore. <laughs> All right. I mean, this is a bad note to start any podcast on, but you've been there a month and a half, you said. How many vomits have you cleaned up? Oh, like three that seems like a lot to me that seems like well, a lot you also know my cat's like 16 and a half years old so okay, he also right. he's an old boy yeah he he, sure. he vomits every now and then like he has a thing where he gorges where he eats too much so like i have to be very <laughs> gorge dude what a funny word i mean it's, Accurate. The, it's the medical term that the, the vets I, know, I got use. that too man i have the same thing. so so the, the beep the for people don't know when i'm at work on uh the days i come in usually tuesday thursdays or extra days my roommate who's very nice uh takes over for feeding but he obviously you know it's not gonna be as precise or meticulous as i am so sometimes on those days cloud gets a little bit too much food and so i'll come home and I'll see maybe a little bit of a mess, but like on days that I'm there, usually doesn't generally like happen. So like, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Like I just, you know, he needs to be able to eat. Otherwise it's worse if he doesn't eat. So, and it doesn't happen, as I said, like maybe once every other week it happens. So at most. So you're saying because your roommate is being so nice, you won't be like, Hey man, that was a little bit too much food. I'm not, because I tell him what to do. Like, I'm not going to like, man, like, uh, Set your alarm for like two hours, every two hours to feed him or I something. I get it, yeah. Like yeah, he's I got work and stuff too. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. like he's, it's kind of like pushing the boundary there a little bit for, you know, the social norm, I feel like. 
<laughs> Kyle liked that word. Didn't not he? easy. Yeah. It's not easy taking care of these cats. Oh yeah, it, like when they were like uh, cats are younger, they're it's much easier. Like you literally can just leave out food and they're good for the day. You know, when they get yeah. older, you know, they have they're a little bit more needy. That's all. You know, but wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, someone wrote in for you guys to talk about cats. Oh, okay. and I didn't even take the Mission question because I knew it was going to come up anyways. Oh, and right. it came up <laughs> so in like two minutes. All right, <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> well, that's one. Check that off. Uh, right before we started filming, Damian, there's some breaking news that you told us about. Can you just read what oh, was said? Yes. The PlayStation, what is it, uh, so, State of Play? Yeah, there will be a State of Play this Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Right. It looks like it's over 20 minutes of Final Fantasy 16 20 gameplay. minutes. Wow. Gameplay. Okay. Gameplay. Uh, we just had, they had a big blowout at PAX. They did. Recently. Um and uh, they did like an uh, event that you uh, yeah that yeah. I went to yeah. yeah so they've been kind of like blowing it out lately you know because they're, they're confident in this game and dude. they announced it like it's done like, and gold. they should be yeah they're uh, they're writing pretty high on that game right now yeah I feel Kyle like. what are you feeling about sixteen you love Final Fantasy like us how are you feeling about it uh, it's weird I feel just okay just I was okay? thinking about like uh, Final Fantasy hype cycles right sure and like. You know, like 13 hype to oblivion, 12 kind of low key, mm. you know, like Final Fantasy 10 hype to oblivion. Mm-hmm. And so this is it's more on like that Final Fantasy 12 scale of like, you know, it's just you're happy it's coming out, but okay. you don't think it's going to revolutionize anything. Interesting. I remember 12 being pretty hyped as well. It just took a little bit longer to come out. It, it was like the first one, it had like a major delay because of the director's departure and they had to yeah. step in. But I I feel like uh yeah I, I I get in looking back maybe twelve wasn't as big of a deal like ten was the first one on PlayStation two thirteen mm-hmm. the first one on PlayStation three and three sixty that was a big deal right going yeah. cross platform so I I guess yeah I think you're kind of right actually like Final Fantasy games were like maybe a bigger deal back then relatively than they are now. I feel like with so many other high profile titles that they're kind of fighting for a little bit harder for attention and maybe, uh, you know, maybe after 15 took so long, you know, 16 has, you know, had a little bit of its work cut out for it, you know, kind of work back up to uh, that, that, that level of prestige, like no presumptions anymore about Mm. the quality despite the pedigree of the team behind it. It's like, no, nah, we, we need to have it in our hands. We need to play it. This may all look good, but sorry. Like, we need it in our hands to be convinced, you know. I'm not going to give you that goodwill sure, this yeah. time. Yeah. I think that's totally And I mean, like, yeah, I think even with, like, comparison to, like, Final Fantasy fifteen, where, I mean, a lot of those trailers didn't come to fruition, right? But in the trailer itself, I'm seeing things I've never seen in a video game. I'm thinking of like the Leviathan ho- like is destroying this hotel and you're running through the hallways and you're like yep. zip dashing across the hallways as they're being destructed and you just float around Leviathan and all that. And obviously the Leviathan fight didn't turn out to be that in particular. Ooh. But from 16, I don't see anything that's like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like that in a mm. video game before. You know what I mean? It just looks solid. And I expect, you know, whatever... The- they're showing this week is going to be more of that. If they show something just mind breaking that they've been hiding this whole time, that'd be really crazy. But um, yeah, I expect more solid thumbs up, you know, but like nothing that makes me cry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes you cry. All right. I'm not sure what they could be uh, hiding up their sleeve though, considering they've shown those big, like uh, the summon fights. 
those mm-hmm. seem like the big spectacle, the big, ooh, this is the the special thing. So I'd be kind of surprised if they had something else they hadn't really talked about yet that would, like, wow someone, like, make you cry, Kyle, basically. I wonder, uh, I mean, it's it's silly to, like, guess about it, right? Because everybody's listening to this has already watched it. Yep. But, like, I wonder if they start talking about, like, post-game shit. Like, once you finish the story, there's going to be a lot more to do in the game. Oh, Check sure. I mean, I know some of it. I asked them about it, and they told me. Oh, really? Do you want to know? It's not a yeah. spoiler, I guess, but it's there's, like, yeah. there's a a harder mode right off the bat. They were calling Final Fantasy mode. So I guess it's going to be, like, 7 Remake, Kyle, because I specifically asked them if it's going to be like that, and they said yes. There's going to be, of course, optional bosses and stuff, too. They wouldn't tell me anything like that, but there's going to be that stuff. And, um... There's going to be, like, leaderboard stuff, Kyle, where you can replay stuff from the game, like, specific parts of the game and compete against people. Now, Kyle, you're shaking your head. No interest. Okay, no interest. Let me say, though, the the combat director of this game did Devil May Cry 5. Right. And as someone who played the game, it definitely feels like Devil May Cry in a great way. So Even in Devil May Cry, you don't want to you don't want to get at the top of the leaderboards in Devil May Cry, you know? <laughs> yeah, no one wants to do that. Right? Like I don't get I don't get it. I don't get the appeal, honestly. <laughs> it's okay. It's a I think it's a cool like arcadey mode, Kyle. And I always sure. like that in games. I appreciate that. Um, but um, Kyle, you're big in Nintendo, man. How are you feeling about Nintendo right now? We got Tears of the Kingdom coming up shortly. How are you mm-hmm. feeling about all this? What's going on with Nintendo? Um. Just what's going on with Nintendo in general? Yeah. It's funny. Uh, my uh, sorted out is for Nintendo. Okay. Okay. Can I do my sorted out already? No. You must <laughs> save okay. it. All right, all right, all right. I'll save that. I'll you save that. Then, um, I'll just say then uh, I really loved the presentation they did a couple of weeks ago for the uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom yeah. uh, uh, mechanics without anything else. You know what I mean? It was strictly, hey, we're just going to show you some mechanics. That's yeah. it. Watch me, watch me play around with this stuff, and then you imagine what you want to do with it. I love that to death. Mm-hmm. I think it was such a great presentation. And so, uh, no, it's funny. I think er- earlier today there was an announcement that Nintendo's having like their own uh, public event oh, that yeah. people can buy tickets to that. and like come yeah. and like you know play demos and watch stage shows and stuff like that. Um, stage show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what, are they gonna be a Kabuki it's, performance it's, of like Mario no. or something? It's like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what th- they do these in Japan? Okay. Um they're for they're like fan events. They run out a convention hall. Oh. But they okay. do like concerts like the Splatoon eight, like the like they do the Hatsune Miku thing with the glass or whatever it's virtual. Oh, okay. Like they have like the Splatoon holograms. system. Yes. Oh. And they are on like stage performing and okay. they do stuff like that. So, are there going to be scoops at this thing, Damiani? That's the debate right now. Um, Are we going to see the new Switch, so Kit, the new Kit, Nintendo Kit, hardware there? Kid and Krista did a podcast about uh, the the Japan versions of these and why they thought Nintendo of America would pr- probably should do one of these here in uh, the U.S. And they gave a breakdown, and like they're not really about announcements. They're okay. more about their hands-on with already released games um, as uh, concerts and more like photo op like stuff for families and kids and like you know like oh, fan opportunities okay. they give it like a comic con got it uh something like that where it's more about fan experience than the like necessarily the announcements okay so there is like no need for us to go to this typically would we you don't say? that being said i know blood wars probably 
chomping at the bits. Trying to always guess what Nintendo's doing is not like the, true. The, the, the best thing to undertake. That's true. Obviously, September is the month they've been doing their directs as well. Mm-hmm. So if this were to follow a Nintendo Direct, there is a possibility that maybe some games would be playable. Okay. There's also the question whether this is going to be independent or if it's going to be part of PAX West, which is also happening around that time as well. So oh, right. And the they're event both is in Seattle. And they're both oh, yeah, okay. this events in see, Seattle. So whether it, or not. Is this some like giving them middle finger to E3? I th- so, I mean, you could take it that way, but it does feel like, at least from Nintendo of America's perspective, that September has been the the big month. Like they, they like, and probably just the corp like NCL over in Japan. They like mm-hmm. September for whatever reason. Um, beginning of the year and in September, and just I, I kind of my vibe was always that the June May June time frame was just didn't align with their kind of workflow and their 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 marketing schedule Got so it. i think this is just them doing what they want to do and yeah sure we'll see if they have more around it i mean they could have this they could have the direct they could have treehouse live stuff around oh, this as well who, who knows but um it's it's good news because they're at least doing something and they're announcing it months in advance. That's what I'm so surprised about. Is that like sure. yeah. it's like how many months? Like five, six months out? That's yeah. that's a big deal for Nintendo. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's cool. And I do I feel like we should all take this opportunity to wag our fingers at anyone who believed the rumor that Nintendo was skipping E three because they had nothing coming out oh. this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> the best who, was like, who bought in who's buying into that? The best was the per- one of those people who said that. The so- one of the uh-huh. sources had to like let me re-clarify what I mean by no like big triple A games games that will sell 10 million copies or more and it's like they have no games that are coming out post June that will or post Tears of the Kingdom that will sell t- like you're moving goalposts sure. man like come on like anyone it's who claims skip D3. <laughs> there's no yeah. one who has that level of like inside knowledge yeah. like that's insane Kyle yeah. dude could you hmm. how do you how we got to get you to go in on Treehouse, man. I need to see you hosting a game on Treehouse. Can you talk to Keely and get connections? I don't have those kind of vibes. <laughs> I want to see it. If you if you are hosting Treehouse, number one, you love puns. Number two, you can <laughs> smile through the shittiest games. You know what I mean? Like you got to like you got to present like Dude. Animal Crossing happy home designer. Like hey everybody, hope you're in a mood for a cozy little game. You know what I mean? Like I can't. It's not my vibe. I can't. We need Konami. I can't to possibly do, be Treehouse. We need Konami to do that again. Like I could see yeah. you just doing a Bomberman game, just that some like pass. thirty dollar yeah. Bomberman game. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And like that's Wait, all think, everyone uh, expects. I think that's happening. Bomberman yeah. R two is coming. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. You're you're the guy, man. You're sure. It's more <laughs> Call my Kyle vibe. Boston. All right, Kyle. So you're talking about Nintendo. You've been playing Bayonetta three recently. Yeah. I so I've it. played oh. through this game too. Yeah. Let's talk about it, man. How you? What, tell me about Bayonetta three. I'm actually. I'm surprised you played through it too. I feel like I it was a low key game that came out. Oh, okay. Nice. You reviewed that because like it didn't. I don't feel like it got a lot of attention, but it was like I think the best selling Bayonetta that they put out in the mm-hmm. franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, at least they confirmed like we sold over a million. Or well, let's like be clear real quick. Bayonetta 2 okay. was like a Wii U game. Ain't no one was yes. buying shit on that console. Mm. Like, do you remember that that year that game came out was 2014, I think, and like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out and everyone yeah. goes like, oh, 2014 sucked for video games. It's like, bro, they weren't paying attention. You weren't paying attention because you didn't have a Wii U. Yeah, but I don't blame mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. So I actually like I, I got it. 
uh, when I was, it was like December when I was like, I should play all the big games from 2022. I should see like if I missed anything that I would have loved. Uh, like I picked up Neon White at the same time. I oh. actually ended up really loving Neon White. And so Bayonetta 3 didn't click for me for like the first two times I tried playing it. The opening is like New York City is getting destroyed by gigantic humunculi like dragons yeah. and mm-hmm. like creatures and it just all gets wiped out in an instant and nobody cares except for the one joe pesci guy is like oh my family's dead mm-hmm. and everyone else is like we have no time for your tears right now yeah but it's like the, the i think like the game has a lot of weightlessness to it you know sure. and i like wasn't on board for that until the actual game itself became fun mm-hmm. and i think that's when like the first like environment you get to explore i think it's like uh the first time they like drop you in alternate reality Japan yeah. is like Dude, when, it's when like, it, like the game really picks up. Oh, okay, I've seen like that outdoor section. It looks like a Sonic Frontiers yeah. zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even yeah. that—that's not that fun. That, that feels more like Xenoblade exploration. I sure, hate yeah. it. Uh, there's not that much <laughs> to do in that world. Wait, Xenoblade yeah, Three? Is that what you're talking about specifically? I, I need to uh, like. Is that wait? I'm sorry. Was that a shot at Bayonetta or Xenoblade? I'm I think not it was sure. shot it's at a Xenoblade. shot at Xenoblade. I hate okay. exploring in Xenoblade. Oh, okay. I hate it. Cool. Oh dear. I haven't played three. Have you played three? No. Hell no. Oh wait. Okay. <laughs> but you played Torna, right? Your sock. Your soccer eyes. I played ball. Torna. Yeah, Torna is the one I played all the okay. way through. All right. Okay. Fair enough. It's all right. It's not for everyone. But uh, Kyle, do you talk to me, talk to me yeah. about the combat, dude? That crunchy combat. So what's crazy about the crunchy combat is like uh, how many options they give you. Yep. So every time you go to a new world, there's like two new weapons to unlock. It's crazy. And you obviously you want to use the new weapons, but like my favorite things to use are like the big, heavy non-combo weapons where it's just like Bayonetta is just throwing this big hammer that transforms into a gun that's got a dragon face on it it's mm-hmm. just like that the coolest shit it's just swinging that around is probably my favorite to play around with but also um i like that each weapon also comes with like its own unique traversal set so yeah. if you are using the dragon hammer if you like do your triple jump you get like a jet boost midair yeah um whereas like if you're using the i don't know the marionette thing you just kind of like wander around the map as a puppet mm-hmm. it's just like there's just cool cool shit depending on which weapon you're using and on top of that like a unique summon for everything obviously i was like inundated with options you know what i mean like i wanted to try the new thing every time but i didn't know what to invest in i'm curious if you like the uh the the spider one the one that lets you like you like like it's like the wheel one where you can like skate and you can like swing around like yo yo yeah the yo yo one yeah like you kind of yeah. like it's like almost like web slinging around like I kind of like that one and felt I actually gave up on that really fast because I was like I know the next one after this is going to be really cool okay how do you and like the one and the one after that is the train which okay. is oh, okay. like, train. super hard to use I love so the train. Okay. Yeah. yeah how long did it yeah. take to like figure out how to like like yeah did you did, did it ever click for it you? Out. I okay. just mashed it so <laughs> to explain to anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about it's like a super move right yeah where you lay down tracks on the field and the face buttons give commands to the train that will eventually be going through the track so basically you're telling the train what to do in the future while dodging enemies in the present and then you unleash the train train who goes down the track and does everything you told it to it's so hard to use mm-hmm. it's so hard there 
there was a challenge room with one of them and mm-hmm. you yeah. had to like use the elevation to like make it go up and down. And I, I think I took like 40 tries. I hated it. I had to watch a YouTube video on how to do that one. Yeah. Damn. Pretty frustrating. Damn. But it looked yeah. cool. But no, it looked cool once uh, outside of that. I like, It was fun to use. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. the challenge rooms are, yeah, they're supposed they're to be meant really to be like that. I think I was just surprised that Kyle watched a YouTube video. I didn't know Kyle did that with games. I had no idea that you were like, if you frustrate me, I'll do it. Cause do you like, know what I mean? If the, if, the, if the game's fair, I'll try to like learn with you. I'll try to do it on my own. But okay. if I feel like, man, you're like, you stepped over a line, game designers, then I'll cheat and I'll look up the guides. Got it. Yeah. Dominani like, nods in approval. Like, like, Xenoblade <laughs> 2, like Xenoblade 2's battle system, where I had to watch like an hour oh, of YouTube yeah. videos to learn how to I play was the game. Confused. For sure, yeah. dude. Yeah. I did not know how to play that game. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give one shot at it. Yeah. I'll take one shot at we'll Xenoblade. Give it it's two. Um, yeah, but I agree with you, Kyle. the The variety maybe it is a little overwhelming, but all the different weapon sets and all the unique abilities they brought with them, I really enjoyed that about the game. Yeah. It that's made, the thing is they're all good. Mm-hmm. It just made playing each environment like I wanted to try them all out, and I would I would constantly be switching between them as I unlocked them just to like play with them because they were just all really fun, and I think that also went well with the. The uh, level design. Once you got to like the the like the alternate China or whatever level, mm-hmm. um, starting from there going forward, all these alternate history levels. I kind of like the level design that they did. It was a little bit different from the previous games because I did uh, do a replay of one, two, and then you know played three, and I was like, wow, like three's environments are probably you know some of the best. I think yeah, compared Definitely to the first the two, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I'd say the story's not good. Sure. I, I don't think any of them are that good, but threes I did not like at all, especially the end. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually being able to talk to two people right now. Did you feel emotional at the end of this game's story? Absolutely not. No. no. Right? This, this is the no. weightlessness I'm talking about. It's like if, you, if, you, if your character is too cool the entire time and the supporting roster is also too cool, you know what I mean? Then the audience will be too cool. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta herself, it's cool that she's too cool for everything that's happening, right? Because she's just like, yeah, you know, like, I'm, I, you're never going to make me scared. You're never going to, like, bring me down. I actually like that about her character, right? But then I feel like you need a backup weasel at her side who's just like, Bayonetta, I don't know about this. I don't know if we should do this. Bayonetta, I just watched you die in some par- parallel universe. Like, what you, you shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? You need you need somebody to bounce off of, and there's just never that. It's Everyone the Joe Pesci guy, is but he's cool. only yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wish he was always around up by my side. You don't have like the the sidekick, like uh, yeah, yeah. What was the kid? And in I mean, two? like that should have been. Uh, oh, the kid, Viola? In, uh, the kid in two. Yeah, Viola, that's Loki. Yes. Oh right. No, Loki is the name. Like two is all like Norse uh, yeah. Yeah, Viking stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, Loki was, was. I was. I was shocked he was not in this game at all because I think Bayonetta two. I mean, you just played it recently, right? I feel like it ends with a cliffhanger about him, but then like he's just. Yeah, not a factor care. at all in this entire it's, story. Yeah. Um I what was I gonna say about like a three? Like yeah, like the the, the plot. Um the that the whole where it went towards at the end, um like the this like villain who's supposed to be like more powerful than Bayonetta, like they needed an enemy who like you like they clearly show they can beat you. They're probably going yeah. to beat you. What is it gonna do? It, the the level like it's same brand, Sega, it felt like infinite. From Sonic, <laughs> like that mm. dude just like floating, trying to be super intimidating, and like it felt too try hard to me. It didn't, and it didn't work even in within Bayonetta's own cheesy kind of goofy self referential way. 
I, I don't think it the payoff landed as well as it did in one and two. Well, one and two, I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delmay, the yeah. story feels like it's from the PS2 era of like Delmay. It reminds me of Delmay Cry, and it makes sense to me, like the story mm-hmm. of like just this villain. You're like, whatever, dude. I'm just here for the combat. Yeah. I was pretty much the same way. Like, I stopped caring about the narrative pretty early on. Uh, my big question was just like, oh, how am I going to see the other Bayonettas? Because I know they're showing up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just want to see how they show yeah. up. I'm kind of curious about that. But otherwise, yeah, it was just they just took <clears throat> all the previous like like depth from the combat system and upgrades and just yeah. threw everything. They threw the kitchen sink at this game, and it's like all there. It's yeah. like the most comprehensive Too bad battle the Switch system. can't handle it properly. But it is the worst looking Bayonetta in my opinion of the three because yeah. the other two they do smaller environments, so they're more ref- like I think like even okay. one. Right. I think even one with this aesthetic looks a little bit better. They're trying to do more. There's more ambition in Bayonetta 3, but it's being held back. Mm. Like it, To keep it running at the high frame rate and focus on performance, I think this is a game where the hardware was limiting to the, the technical aspect of the, the environment design, like the visuals of it. Yeah, sure. But like uh, in the actual like uh, uh, design of the environments, like to... The- some of them, like, they opened up, and I'm like, I can't wait to go explore every nook oh, of this place. Oh, yeah. I, like, the level design itself, I think, is really solid. That's way more important mm-hmm. to me, too. Like, to be fair, yeah. like, let me point that out. Yeah. I, I would value that more. So I, I really like that. But to give, you know, credit to the first two games, that you're looking for something they did better, besides maybe narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, some of those, like, the environments looked a little bit more beautiful. Yeah. Especially in two. Some of those areas look pretty good to me. Uh, yeah. Kyle, talk to me about Viola. How did you feel about her? Um, so what this is weird is I learned that like there was a big Viola patch at some point after the game came out. Mm-hmm. Like launch Viola is different from like current day Viola in terms of the way she controls. Oh, the most frustrating thing is that like uh, instead of which time, like you you're used to pressing a button to dodge at a specific moment. That's just what Bayonetta is. I see your attack coming. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna dodge it. Mm-hmm. Viola has a similar mechanic, which is parry, but it's a different button. So it's insane to swap characters, and it's like, okay, you should know your Viola now. Press a different button every time an attack is coming. That's You're always going to mess up two times before you're like, all oh, right, it's L1 yep. now. Mm. Um, but uh, I get it. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's introducing a new character to this franchise. I don't feel like... Uh, you're excited to play as Viola at any point, unfortunately. No. Uh, just because, like, Bayonetta's just got more cool shit to play with. Yep. And Viola doesn't, right? She seems restricted extremely. But, like, I get the idea that, like, if this franchise is going to keep going long term, they need to introduce new characters because you can only do so much with, like, yeah. godlike Bayonetta who nobody can bother. You yeah. Know? You need your Nero or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're talking about, like, Kamiya said he has like nine or something he thought about or some crazy number like that. Some Yu Suzuki number. Sure. Like oh, like he's actually plotting out Bayonetta. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to make a oh, lock. Okay. It's like, okay, yeah, all right. That kind of, yeah, I mean, some people think that's promising. That seems a little like, I, I think it's just like, he's got a few like ideas. Yeah. Like it's nothing, but like if, yeah, when you get that. I'm going to burn the multiverse in part three if you're trying to get to nine parts. Yeah, like when you get that elaborate, <laughs> I get a little concerned. I'm like, yeah. Uh, nine parts. I was like, all right. right. I I mean, I think we could have ended on this one. That's fine. Um, Curious what you thought, Kyle, about the, uh, the Jean segments, the kind of spy side scrolling. uh, They're fun because they're short. 
Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah, exa- as you said, there's like a stealth-based side-scrolling platforming action uh, uh, levels that kind of break everything else up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think there's I think there's only like two, and then the third one is kind of like half and half, and it's like a boss fight, right? There's just so fun. I'm I'm way into it. I'm way into the presentation of those. Um, and it's kind of neat that like, hey, this character's on this parallel quest, and uh, yeah, they were frustrating at points, but. It's like the only time I ever got a platinum trophy was a Jean level. So uh, I liked them. <laughs> nice. Why uh, did you not like those? Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of them. Um, but thank, uh, when I found out they're only like, as you said, two and then like a, like half of one and it, it cha- you know, changes perspective to go to more traditional. Um, I was just worried there were going to be like a ton of them. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of these I really want to do. And it didn't, in the end, they didn't overstay their welcome. But they weren't my favorite part of the game. I just, just like your complaints about Viola, I just wanted more Bayonetta gameplay. I mm. just wanted mm. as much as I can get from it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Logan Tossy wrote and said, Hey, allies, I started playing Bayonetta 3 a couple months ago, but ended up pausing my playthrough a few chapters in and moving on to other games for the time being. I found yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was getting annoyed with how you were just constantly bouncing from random environment to random environment. Like, they oh. couldn't come up with logical transitions between areas, which really ruined the flow of it uh, flow of it all for me. It's been a while since I played one or two, but I don't remember this being an issue I had with them. Is this an issue you guys notice, or am I just nitpicking too much? Okay, the old, okay maybe the way they go between the dimensions or realms or whatever. Maybe that could use some massaging. I don't know. I forgot how they do that. Um, but I will say the alternative is samey looking environments for like 10, 15 hours of the game. Bayonetta 1, Bayonetta 2, even Devil May Cry 5, the recent one. Like you spend two yeah. thirds of that damn game in like demonic underworld looking place that never varies whatsoever. Endless corridors of that stuff. That is boring as shit to me. I will take a kind of like globe trotting adventure where you're going to be like really diverse locales and keeping it mixed and varied like that over just everything looks the same because we get so much of that already. Mm. But from a narrative perspective, sure, maybe, you know, that the way they went about it didn't exactly, you know, work. Yeah. For it doesn't them. escalate. Yeah. It's like it's like you could drag and drop any of those levels and, and mix up the order and nothing would be lost. Sh- sure. That's a fair point. Yeah, and so I think that's that's what like it's the story is missing big time. Is like we have to go here now. The stakes are higher now. Bayonetta is going to feel more uh, like intense in this next one. Like, Ex- like she's going to feel affected by what happened in the last world, and that doesn't happen at all. Exactly. There's no uh, national treasure thing. Like, why are we going to this location? Because the puzzle tells mm. us we need to go here. Like we have like there's none of that. It's just you just need some up. national treasure shit. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Diamond, I kind of agree with you, dude. Like, Don't Make Cry 5. I really like that game, but the environment's definitely... I was like, dude, this sucks. Can we <laughs> get out of here? I, uh, what, yeah, like, for 5, it's because we'd been... Again, to be fair, it's because it had been done so well already. Yeah. We, like, Bayonetta 1, like, very good with that. Like, it, it is just look at... If you want more uniform look, things make sense. The logic flows. Earlier Devil May Cry games, I think we've just had that done so well yeah. that it's Devil May Cry One. Dude. Like, where do you go? We and I think that's I forgot to point it out. Besides the 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 combat system in this game, and obviously we talked about the level design. It's just the locale variety. 
Like, yeah. I, if that's what you have to do to do it, sure. It. Yeah. But if they're looking for another place to aim higher, as Kyle uh, pointed out, give us a little bit more of a reason and a rhyme to why we're going to these places to kind of like we need stakes. There has to be stakes behind this stuff. It can't just be arbitrary because this looks cool. We just want to go here for the sake of going here. Mm-hmm. I think just with uh, Bayonetta, my expectations for the story are honestly very low, and I never expect anything from it. Huh. So, like, if it doesn't make sense, I guess, that much, or it just kind of feels jarring transitioning to more interesting-looking stages that I'm actually playing in, I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm fine with that. No problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I like, I could see the argument of it being, like, it's cool transitioning through a through locations naturally, like, um, I think it's cool, like, in, I think, Resident Evil 1, you know, how sick the mansion is, because you actually yeah. like, go through, I mean, it's a different type of game, but, like, you really get to know that space, and there's a variety in that mansion. But for Bayonetta, like, the tone is, like, so insane already, right off the bat, like, like you're surf, you're like you're surfing on a tidal wave on like yeah. a cruise ship right off the <laughs> bat. It's like to me, that's just like nothing. Throw all your expectations out the window. Anything like that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. And every Bayonetta game has done that with their opening, like some yeah. over the top insane sequences. Like let's set the tone. This game is batshit crazy. So if you're not on board with this, you know, maybe yeah. you know you're not going to enjoy the rest of this ride. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Bayonet is like a... I really enjoyed my time with it. I had so much fun with the combat. A lot. But there is a lot of parts where I'm just like... Especially the technical aspect of the game. That's kind of really threw me off the most. It's just constantly changing, I guess. Yeah. But goddamn, is that combat sick. And I do agree with you. There's, I love how much variety there is for your play styles. But it feels like you get it so frequently, I never get enough chance. I didn't get enough time, I guess, to really sink my teeth into it on a first playthrough. But I think if you replay that game a lot and do all the challenges, you get a lot of time with these weapons. And I think more of that stuff kind of shines on, you know, you're really playing it besides the campaign. And I think if you do that, Bayonetta, you might be missing out on what a lot of the game has to offer, actually. Yeah. Which is post-game, you know, going for trials the, uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, I was just gonna. The, the coolest weapon set is post game. You don't unlock it till yeah. after the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's the that, that that weapon set is so cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's a really cool one. I did let's like. Say, let's say it. Let's say it. It's, right. it's like minor you got. It's, you have like a, lions on every limb. Yeah, yeah, you reminded me of Voltron. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, pretty cool. The Voltron set yeah. is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is sick. Um, the only thing I to hear thoughts about um, mm-hmm. sp- sp- uh, from you, Kyle. The the kaiju style mm-hmm. battles. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Because that's the other big new thing. Yeah, actually. So like, you do th- you do the kaiju like straightforward. Like you do slow attacks, and it's go- like goes two D. You do that twice, right? And so it's like I expected that to be the end of every level, but instead, every level like features one of your summon gods like super powered up in really interesting ways. Like one time, you're just like. You're just like a giant sexy demon like kicking bubbles. Mm-hmm. You're like in, up in the clouds and you're just naked kicking bubbles at the enemies. And I'm like this is cool as shit. And like another time, you know, just like it's like mini game style and just like I actually really like I think every level ends spectacularly and I think they they hit it every time they tried um to do a really cool ending. Um no emotional impact as we're saying, but Correct. fun little like 
let's leave it behind all the points I spent into my combo system and special moves. Let's just have like a ridiculous giant battle. I love those. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. Nice. Yeah. Um, we talked about this earlier with 16. I, this is kind of off topic, but we we're talking about those big oh, battles. Yeah. And I think 16, from what I've seen, is going to have that narrative tissue to keep you invested, hopefully, which will be nice, which I'm looking forward. I want to like, hear about Kyle crying. I don't know if Kyle's a crier though. Like Huber, you know, big time crier. I'm sure he'll cry one time. But I want to, I want to hear Kyle be like in, invested. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Same, sure. From I, Final Fantasy, you need it. From Bayonetta three, you don't need yeah, it as I much. Think, yeah, I yeah. think that's totally Th- fair. That could be what they're hiding because it's right in plain sight. Because they, the, the developers behind uh, mm-hmm. sixteen have said they want those big summon kaiju style battles to each one to feel very unique and distinct. Yeah. So that, cool. and not just basic mini game crap either. They were yeah. like fully fleshed out battle mechanic mechanics. So I'm kind of curious if they can deliver on that. And I did one, and it felt yeah, cool. And you know how many there are? Like, can they deliver on each one of those? Yeah, so totally. Like show us another totally, one of those. Totally, totally, totally. Just to illustrate how vastly different they could be. On, you know, when they do that showcase on Thursday, or by the time you're probably watching this. This isn't. This question kind of ties into the next thing we're going to talk about. Okay, sure. It's from Garrett right. Holfish. Right. Playing Garrett. Bayonetta 3, it was right. so cool to unlock this strange storybook demo. At the time, I didn't know if this would be DLC or a new game. A few months later, we got our answer with Cereza and the Lost Demon. Mm-hmm. What, are so the, so what are some other in-game secrets you've enjoyed that teases another game? Uh, it's Kingdom Hearts. The, oh, The absolutely. cinematics at yep, the end. Those are the, yep. That tease the next game. Yep. Beating those. Kingdom Hearts 1, dude, and getting that cinematic of, like, um, we found out it would be Roxas, like, fighting Riku. Holy shit, dude. They're, like, they're like walking up the yeah, skyscraper. running up the buildings, the, yeah. crazy town. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It's really hard to think of, like, ones that are intentional and, like, pres- like you know, yeah. kind of meant to be discovered right away. Um, like, besides Kingdom Hearts, like, those are yeah. the biggest ones. I know, like, Arkham had a secret. Yeah, Arkham teases, Asylum yeah. had a thing that teased City, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, you know, you had to really. Like, Nobody, the, yeah, does it like Nomura. Nobody yeah. has that power. Um, no so, one. Well, um, go ahead, Kyle. Was it called in Metal Gear Solid Three? Okay. where if you load your save in the middle of the jail cell, he wake, he has a dream about this game. What was that called? That was like a tech demo or something like that. Uh, I forget. Oh what, my it's god! Like the, it's it was the, like yeah. the Onimusha kind of Devil May no, Cry game. It's like it's a character yeah. action yeah. game, and it, yeah. I, I completely forget what it was called. It has a proper like working title. There's the whole development thing behind it. Um, but Damn, that is cool. what do you think it was getting at, though? You think that was hinting at something? I yeah. feel like that's like a backdoor pilot, right? Just like Cereza was. Though I, I think gotcha. Cereza they knew would be coming out. I feel like that one they weren't sure. I feel I feel like they put in a lot of work into that demo, and maybe it was about to be scrapped, so they put it in Metal Gear Solid 3 anyway. I think that's probably more likely. Yeah. Um, that's like a Revengeance Prelude. What was it called? Rising before, right? Oh, it's called uh, Metal Gear. Uh, yeah, there's Rising. Metal Rising. Gear Rising Revengeance. Light- Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Lightning. Like what was it? Lightning because you're because you're uh, there was no, Lightning was not in the title. No. Okay, Lightning Bolt Action is the f- proper name. It's Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is the pro- is the title yeah, the, of the, the main one, and it's yes. called Lightning Bolt Action instead of Technical Espionage Action. But Kyle's right; it had another. Or you I thought were, it was. Uh, it was called something else. It was a three word. I thought thing. it was like Rising or something. Oh, I thought I it had remember. something else. But anyway, don't write in about that. 
Don't but, correct me. Don't write in. No, we're not we, don't do, we don't do We don't do that on this show. But Anybody I, could go to Wikipedia and figure this out. Yeah, we don't, not us. Not I don't it's have right. a computer but, in front of me. But Metal Gear was a series <laughs> that did a really good job about keeping you caring about what was coming next, though. Right. It did. You know, That's true. That was good. And it had, like, continuity. Like, that, like, Mass Effect was another one. Like, I think after two, oh, people were, like, wondering right. about, like, Mass all right, Effect, yeah, dude. exactly. And Man. Like, there's something, like, uh, Uncharted as well. Video games are, like, too expensive to do stuff like that. Yeah, now. I think a lot, and not all of them are meant to be serialized. So, like, Final Fantasy, they don't tease at the next installment within each one. They're like, nah, this is standalone for the most part, and then you're going to move on. Except the stupid-ass thing in Final Fantasy X. Same thing. Not Nomura, but, like, they had the Tita swimming back up to the oh. surface. And they were like, what is that? Yeah, and yeah. then they made ten two, and they showed that trailer. It's like, yeah, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's more? Wait, what's that? If you get, if there's, like, a secret ending to no, no, Final no. Fantasy X? No, no, At the end of ten two, after the end of the credits, the oh, title credits... Oh, gotcha. So, in original ten, after the credits, Titus is seen swimming up to the surface... And then it goes, it like, here, like, someone, like, seagulls and stuff, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you don't know what happens. Like, where is he? Like, where, where did he just surface? Like, you have no idea. And then 10-2's trailer comes out. They show him surfacing, and they show him, like, outside an island. It's like, wait, is he really back? Is he not? Like, they were teasing that through 10-2. Mm-hmm. And then when you play 10-2, mm-hmm. you find out he does. You, you have to get all, like, the the memory spheres or whatever like i forget what the conditions are but you do unlock an ending where you mm. reunite with titus okay in final oh. fantasy 10 2 then yeah. uh, uh, you touched on one that i was thinking of in game teases in uncharted 3 there's the newspaper oh, that's like man. deadly fungus uh, spreading across the country or something yeah like that. Oh. i forgot like someone accidentally left that in before yep. it got released whoops oh um, but like playable yeah. teasers super rare i can't think of any more besides that metal gear solid 3 one yeah that's true yeah so um, Cereza's rare. That's a rare, cool thing yeah, that yeah. they did. Let's talk about this game, Damiani. Painetta Origins, Cereza and Lost Stevens. So when they showed this game, Damiani, I was like, what is this, dude? Like, I just played Bayonetta 3. You already have another game? And like, what is this little baby game? Not a problem. I don't got a problem with that. No problem. I love some baby games. Fine. Yeah, totally it, cool. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is so random and weird. What is this? So Yeah, it's a different style of game. Um, I think it's meant to be more accessible by all. Yeah. Um, it is in a prequel, obviously. Yep. Your young Cereza. Um, if you're not familiar with Cereza, that's Bayonetta. Um, she was born uh, to um, two uh, two parents who are part of different clans of like the the Lumen Sages and the Umbral Witches. They were forbidden from like marrying. They did it anyway. Cereza, aka Bayonetta, was the offspring. Um, her mom is in prison for it. The Lumen Sage is banished. Um, she tries to stay with the witches and be raised, but eventually she is kicked out mm-hmm. and uh, she goes to the outskirts and she's taken in by another outcast, another umbral witch who was also uh, excommunicated named Morgana. And Morgana takes her under her wing, and that's the kind of like the start of the story is that she's starting to train Cereza in the ways of becoming an umbral witch. Um, so they live on this outskirts of civilization by this forest, and Bayonetta has a dream. Um, she's very preoccupied with like finding a way to save her mom, and she has this dream where she's told by this voice to find, go into this forest, this forbidden forest that her mentor said, never go in there. You'll, you will die if you go in there. Like, it is certain death. Do not go in there. Um, but this voice in her dream says you should go in there because you're going to meet this white wolf who's going to guide you to a power that's going to be able to help you save your mother. Um, 
And so that's kind of the premise is that you want to go into this forest. You want to find a way to save your mom. Um, and you're basically disobeying your your guardian who's like just kind of like this cold, you know, gives you the cold shoulder. But that's all narrated. It's, it has this wonderful narration. This is a very story driven game, by the way. Is this a full way. price game? Um, I do not believe it is, okay. no. Um, but it's like a storybook presentation, like a children's fairy tale presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, like you turn, like the pages turn as the, the, cool. the narrator advances. And so you're getting a lot of like inner monologue about Be- uh, Cereza and uh, other characters' thoughts, which is kind of nice. Gameplay, it's very simple. Um, you just like walk around in the beginning, you interact with objects, you do basic tasks. But uh, your first primary mechanic you get to use is a. Uh, your witch dance. And it's kind of like a mini rhythm game where a spinning circle around the object you're interacting with will have like a kind of like a triangle of points and you just have to like point your analog stick at them as they light up. And it's very simple. And it, this is to show you how accessible this is supposed to be. After you do your first one, it's like, if that was too hard, you can just set it to automatic and it'll just do it for you. So oh. like, it's really easy to do, but they're like, even if you don't like doing that, we'll just automatically do that for you. So you don't have to worry about any kind of like manual skill. Okay. Damiani, I got to call you out here. This game is $59.99. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I thought it wasn't, but. That's a that's a that's a full price game. Okay, it's full price. Uh, so we gotta you gotta take the kid gloves off with this game. Well, I haven't finished it yet, so I can't you know okay. pass right, judgment. Right. So yeah. it get it so obviously you wander into the forest eventually, and that's when the gameplay really like opens up. So they do a unique control scheme with this game. Eventually, so Bayonetta was trying to summon. A demon. That was her first big test that she doesn't pass. She summons a demon, she does. but oh. she gets scared of it, and her teacher gets disappointed. She's like, "Why are you scared of a demon? You're a witch. Like you're trying to be a witch. That's like you're. Fam- you got to make it. You're familiar. You got like. She talks about her hair. Like you're neglecting your hair. She, they have this whole origin story about hair. How it's important for witches. That's like it's as invaluable as your heart. It's the source of all your power. It's how you're gonna mm. like control the demons. It's mm. how you're gonna like. It's, it becomes armor for you. So getting this whole hair origin story and obviously Bayonetta gets Cereza gets frustrated with her failure and uh, she decides you know what I need she she just wanted to try one more time and her teacher's like no you're done like like I'm disappointed in you and she's like I just needed one more try so I'm gonna go into this forest and I'm gonna prove myself like uh, I, I'm gonna do this I'm able to handle her myself she goes out of the forest Encounters these uh, fairies they don't they, they look not, not like pixie fairies they look like a uh, kind of like Forest creatures with like spears and like they look like uh skull kids, honestly. Oh, they look a little okay. bit like skull kids. Uh, and they attack her and she thinks she's gonna die. And because she tries to perform her summoning ritual and it doesn't work, but out of nowhere, demon saves her. If the, the demon she summoned that she failed jumps into her little stuffed animal Cheshire cat doll mm. and now she's got a companion, she's got a familiar, and now this is how the gameplay works. The left analog stick and your left buttons control Bayonetta. Your right analog stick and your right uh, shoulder buttons control Cheshire. And so you can have Cheshire out as a big demon. And the two of you are walking independently. You can uh, use Bayonetta to like bind enemies. And then Cheshire can go beat them up. 
Um, there's areas where you got to find out where you have to navigate two different paths because there's rosemary all over the place and demons can't go through rosemary. So you have to find an alternate route for Cheshire while you navigate. But here's the catch. If you go too far apart for too long, uh, uh-uh, that's bad. Cheshire's going to vanish and it's going to be GG for you. So this is, this is the same Cheshire who's in Bayonetta three summoned by a samurai sword on Viola's back. I assume so. I haven't gotten far enough to confirm that's the same exact okay. one, but I my, that, that's what's that's what's weird to me is like now looking back at that, it's like oh that's Viola's weird big grinning cat. Well, does I, it speak? So yes, it does speak. So Sreza uh, okay. does understand it. It's like not happy. It wants to go back to Inferno, and mm. it's angry that this she thought a witch summoned it, and it's like why can't you send me back? You're a witch, right? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I don't know that spell yet. So, but this white this voice in a dream told me if I go further into the forest and find the white wolf, I'm gonna get this ultimate power, and it should be a, sn- a, a breeze to send you right back to Inferno. So. The demon decides to go along. It really doesn't have any options. It tries to run away. It gets pissed. It tries to attack her, but the spell prevents uh, the demon from hurting its uh, summoner. So it, it tries to kill Cereza, but it can't. Then it tries to run off, and it gets weak. Uh, and it's like, crap, I can't kill you, and I can't run away. I guess I'm stuck with you. So they're kind of stuck together. So uneasy alliance. Last Guardian scenario. Yeah. And they start to bond over, like, you know, the, as, as, like, they just have a little bit of bonding going on. Um, but yeah, I said the combat, the traversal. So solving kind of like light puzzles or how to navigate the pathing um, so they don't get too far apart. And then there are parts where you can have Cheshire jump back into stuffed animal form, like where you're carrying it. And you can ex- he can extend out like a demon hair sort. I, I don't know what it is. It looks like a tendril and it can gr- latch on to things. So it can latch on to objects and launch you for like platforming. So you can like traverse over gaps and stuff like that. So it's about figuring out how to navigate the environment. And then there's combat sequences um, where you, you pair up together and you're like independently controlling each character um, to defeat enemies. There's also obstacles. Like there are these giant plants that have like a circular AOE that they'll do. They'll like spin a, do a spin attack and knock you away. So you have to like bind them and then have Cheshire come and destroy them. Obviously, it seems like pretty easy, but there's some points where other obstacles are in the way. So you have to like figure out how to get Bayonetta in range so that she can bind it. Because Cheshire can't just walk up to it because it'll Cheshire will get hurt as well. So yeah, is there a skill tree here? Is there like player so progression? The, there's there's other abilities. Uh, you have like multiple different like kinds of currency. There's a crafting system. So there, every so often you you find a base like a like a kind of like a campsite that you can make. There's these red arches, and when you go there, you can make a new rest point. You could save. Uh, you can use your little cauldron to craft like new items, like healing items. Um, and then you have this other currency that eventually is used to uh, unlock um, different att- like other abilities. Um, I haven't really got to mess around with it. I like stopped right as I got to that point. Um, but yeah, like it's doesn't seem like that long of a game, honestly. Okay. Um, it shows your percent completion, and after like you know about two hours, I was like in like the you know nearing 30 percent so i think it's only like a five six hour game wow honestly it doesn't seem like it's that terribly long. now i'm not one to say you know this 60 dollar game has to be a certain amount of length do you feel like you know it's worth it right now i know you haven't beaten the game but are you feeling it 
I, you're like, yeah, I get it. Okay, so compared to like just comparing it to Bayonetta three, what you get like from that, mm-hmm. obviously, I could see how people would look at this and say this doesn't seem like it's same value um, from a length perspective, from what you're getting out of it. I thought this was going to be like a three dollar game. I thought it was too. So I'm a little like I I. Obviously, I'll be transparent. Mm-hmm. Got a review code from Nintendo for this, sure. so like I didn't have to. Yeah, hey, like, you pay can't for wait. It. You can't wait until now to say that. What? What do you mean? Obviously. Well, when I well, didn't know the price, earlier, how do you? What, how, yeah. what do you think? When I don't know the price of it, how do you think? Like, I'm, I got, I'm think. I'm thinking like I'm just. A, I'm listening to Frame Trap for the first time in my life right now. Right. Let's say that I'm that person, mm-hmm. and I'm like. This guy clearly just buys games without thinking well, how Big much Big bucks cost. Damiani, no, no. dude, doesn't even yeah. pay attention. I feel to like, <laughs> I'll say this, and I feel like the confidence. I feel like most games that we talk about, if they're new, you should assume, yeah. if it's just one person, that they receive that code as part of like you know, the coverage for that. Sure. If, yeah. If multiple I'd, people are talking about yeah. it, sure. Play, like obviously, like PlayStation makes you do disclosure and stuff, but like Nintendo, I don't think. I mean, I think you're all supposed to technically do them, but so I think that what's kind of obviously it's sixty dollars because they presume fewer people will buy it. You know what I mean? So oh. it's like a lower budget, so they have to charge as much because it has a, a more a more limited audience. Mm. Like I actually don't think they're going for more broad than Bayonetta three. I don't think they ever expect no, this no, 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 sell no, better, no. right? No. So I think that's why they're charging so much for it is because they expect fewer people to buy it. So that I mean that's a valid viewpoint, and I, I definitely see that. Just playing this game, I other than the perspective of like seeing like more lore of like Bayonetta, gameplay wise, I don't see how this appeals to people who also like like I don't see a lot of crossover in terms of like gameplay appeal. It's so mm-hmm. it's like it's a drastically different style of game. <laughs> I, I I feel like this a little bit that they were trying to branch out with this game. Mm. I think this is meant to try as you said, appeal to existing people, uh, existing fan base, but like maybe less people are going to buy it because it's, you know, not their cup of tea. But I think just the visual presentation, it just looks like, an to, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like this, like, oh, it looks like a darling indie type game if you didn't know any better. You know, it looks like this charming little, like, novel, fairy tale kids game or something like that. So maybe a kid's going to buy, a parent will buy it for their kids. Oh, that looks nice or something like that. And that's why I think they made it a little bit more like simple mm-hmm. to play, simpler premise. Very story is very straightforward. Like the 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 budget is all in the presentation. I right. feel like it's it's the narration. The narrator is really good in this. Like I think they spent all the budget on the narrator uh, on this because it's it's like the audiobook style. Like they're trying to do different voices. Like they they do like, like yeah they do Cheshire's voice like oh, I'm growling and like they like they do it like that. The only one who has original voice, I think, is like Cereza and mm-hmm. Morgana, but everyone else is done by like the narrator voice. Actor. Okay, even Morgana might actually be done by the narrator. I haven't got to the credits yet, but yeah, it's 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 done in that style, like an audio book. So I, I think so they're t- going for that type of appeal. So one thing we talked about with Bayonetta three, right, is how compelled we feel to like see the next world or the next location or whatever. Like, are you feeling driven to finish this game? It's. The the because it's so simple and they're yeah. constantly like dripping new little gimmicks like very simple things and like again the visual presentation like everything looks very pretty like doing a new spell like doing like the mini game stuff like even like the first time you control Cheshire it it it, it, it it's like simple pleasure and as long sure, as this game does that, and that's why I'm saying as long as this game doesn't overstay its welcome like it does it's about like you know. 
under 10 hours. Like if it's uh, like under 10 hours, I think it will achieve that. Hopefully it's like mm. only five to six hours. And I think that'd be a nice sweet spot. And I think it's fine. But also like the environment, it's like a fantasy forest, like, you know, vibrant colors. It's like a lot of like, it, it, it's not like it, while it's supposed to be like mysterious, it's not like necessarily dreary. Yeah, sure. I get It's that. like more like, you know, wonder. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool to me. Diamond, this game, it sounds more appealing to me now that you described it to me, actually. Like, I like the idea of two separate analog sticks. Maybe yeah. of, uh, what was it, Brothers, Brothers did that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really fun. It's a, it's a little bit like that. I think Brothers is a little bit more complicated. Um, yeah, sure. And what it's doing, and maybe probably a little bit better design. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think it's just because of its timing, it's getting lost to so many other yes, games it is. coming out. Definitely. Like, I'm surprised they put this out so soon. I'm surprised they didn't put more time between this and Bayonetta 3. It seemed very quick. Yeah, really quick. maybe they were worried about like losing the zeitgeist. But when it came out, I think the zeitgeist was already gone from being at a three. Like it, like that. zeitgeist don't last that long. Yeah. nowadays, unless you're like Elden Ring or something. This would have been a great like August title, like you know, for the Switch exclusive. Mm. Like enough months after Tears of the Kingdom has come out, you know, after maybe Pikmin. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, forgot about Pikmin already. Jeez, never mind. Um, <laughs> Damiani, I want to, I want to, I want to ask you about something. And it's basically the the rumors and hearsay that Nintendo sits on games for a while, they, like Metroid Prime Remastered, and the potential that maybe Bayonetta three was done a while ago, but they saved it for the fall release. That I mean, that could be possible. There is empirical evidence that they did that with Fire Emblem Engage because yeah, they, that's a good example because yeah. it was meant to be an anniversary game, but it had been done mm-hmm. for over a year. Empirical, yeah. Well, the people then, people posted like there were videos of it showing like it was done, like that leaked, and it's like this has and, been done it got, for like, a year. Rated in, in I think yeah. Australia or something. Yeah, it had been done way in advance, but it was intended for this year because it was the anniversary year, and that was an anniversary game. So I don't know if they do that a lot. Obviously, you know, it's easy to just like see circumstantial evidence and jump to that conclusion. Um, but we ha- like in this case, we have a tangible example. Um, they also sort of did that with Twilight Princess. Um, obviously, they added the oh, motion. Yeah. They added the motion controls yep. in. Ooh. But through their development presentations at GDC, mm-hmm. it was shown that while that was part of the reason they made the executive decision that it'd be more valuable to hold the game for Wii's launch. That it would be better. Breath of the Wild too, dude. Breath of the Wild, possibly. But given how long it's taking Tears of the Kingdom, I think that game might have been like down to the wire with like Breath of the Wild potentially. Yeah. That one I might give them some benefit of doubt. But, you know, they sort of did it with Twilight Princess. Dude, I'm still mad they just flipped the world in Twilight Princess. I'm still mad about that, dude. Nintendo. You know, just so just so right-handed people could feel the connection to Link. With yeah, but it's like uh, I mean, like yeah. I'm not a game designer or anything, but like you're Nintendo, your first party, you know one of the best in the world. You couldn't figure out how to just flip Link's model or something instead. I'm gonna give you some more fuel oh, for your fire. Please do. Oh, why didn't they give me a different hand option in Skyward Sword? I don't know because they when Miyamoto's that, that, that has more precise movement where it matters. So what? Like they justified flipping the world. Yeah. 
because they wanted people. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah I understand their logic. So, but like, I'm still like, mad that. Yeah. Well, I'm still mad, Dominic, that Link's right-handed now to, nowadays. That doesn't bother me. That's that, whatever. That's be- I loved it because I'm left-handed, and he was like okay. the only left-handed you character personal, ever. Okay, you have a personal connection. That's I understand that. Wait, so is it was it actually weird playing Skyward Sword and having to flap around this hand? You don't feel comfortable with? No, because I can use that with my right hand. So I'm I use my right hand for some things, but I'm dominantly left-handed. But with like Got the it. pointing a Wiimote, I would use my right hand. But like mm. I would mess around with left-handed Link. Like I could do it just because like that's canon Link, dude. And like Breath of the Wild, no excuse, no excuse why he's right-handed. Hey. You're pushing like X button. Yeah, no, it was it was not worth it. Um, don't give Nintendo ideas; they might start charging you for Ugh. flipping back. Domani, don't make me start rambling about amiibos again. Hey, I'll that's do even, it. That's even better. They'll hold it that's behind really idea. an amiibo unlock, and it's <laughs> random, like, dude. To get your for Twilight Princess HD port for Switch, one of those amiibos is gonna let you be able to flip the game back to the way it was supposed to be. And it's like a are you telling chance? me they yes. would they would do the, the, the Wii version of the game? And they're gonna make it paywalled behind Nintendo Switch Online, the, oh. the service, so you can't cheese it with the clock this time, oh. so that it's one per day. Oh. And if you want more, you got to pay up. I can't believe it. You have to pay up for additional rolls. You got to buy some Hylian crystals. Oh, my. Hylian crystals? <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn, dude. Uh, Domini, this game, I think I'm going to check this game out when it's like 30 bucks. Yeah, I honestly, I feel comfortable saying like if it, if you can wait for a price cut, I don't. Like, this seems a little steep for what it is. Yeah, like, I don't want to dismiss the quality of the game or anything like that, because I don't know. But, like, you know, just seeing it, I was like, ah, man, 30 bucks. Yeah, I think you find it more applicable when it's at a lower price. More people will probably find it that way. Yeah, like, when Puppeteer came out, I think it was, like, 30 or 40. Mm -hmm. I love that game. Died. No one bought it, dude, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, and I do agree, like timing for this like maybe later in the year this would have been a little bit yeah, better sure. but also maybe. nintendo you know they need releases yeah you know, that's true between now and like they had fire emblem uh, i mean octopath's coming to other platforms but like yep. it's like fire emblem and you got tears of the kingdom like they're two big like major releases it's like you need something in between there so yeah, sure they kind of like this is kind of their mo sure, they yeah, put out yeah. smaller yeah it's okay like uh Later this month, Advance Wars. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. Yeah, that's what I hope. Definitely gonna play that. People will pay full, like, be happy to pay so. full price the for Switch it effect, and dude. won't get buried by other releases. <laughs> Jedi Survivor. I think there's so. I feel like Nintendo is just like immune to all that stuff. They did just drop a trailer for it, so they are like yeah, trying to make people aware it's still like it's coming out. So they're trying. People like I don't think Jedi Survivor and Advance Wars are gonna cannibalize each no, other. They're not. I just feel like they're so separate. I'm going to go ahead and predict that there's not a huge audience for Advance Wars today. Maybe. We'll see, dude. I don't know. Like, I feel like everything just sells on Switch. Yeah, I feel like... So, like, Fire Emblem does great on Switch, right? But I feel like uh, that attachment to your roster and your characters, like, I don't... I feel like that doesn't exist in, like, well, the way that they're presenting Advance yeah, Wars, you know? I mean, Fire Emblem's got that anime persona-esque elements that people love. They want to waifu yeah. up and all that stuff. I don't think right. you could do that in Advance Wars, no. as far as I'm aware. True. They have that appeal. Now, to be fair, Engage, the characters aren't as good. And, like, <laughs> it, it, like it was not Three Houses. It yeah. wasn't going, like, Three Houses and the mobile game uh, Heroes, like, uh, have a different vibe, I yeah, think, yeah, where yeah. people feel more attached to, you know, their, their specific rosters. Yeah. 
um, where they kind of lost that in Engage. Engage just has an overwhelmingly huge roster, and it's kind of hard to like. It's like this character looks cool. I'll gravitate towards it. Like you don't have that character building you had in Three Houses, mm-hmm. where you pick a class. Not even close. Yeah, it's not yeah, even, not yeah. even close. To like yeah. like old Fire Emblems. Not even yeah. close. To like Game Boy Advance Fire yeah. Emblems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're right. Traditionally, generally, Fire Emblem has that and. I haven't played Advanced Wars, so I don't know what level they have of any of that. I know they have unique characters in it, but I'm just not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, it, yeah. To me, it's the cycle, right? It's like Fire Emblem is not just its turn-based battles. It is like the, all of this prep and mm-hmm. in-between and story in-between and development. And like so Advanced Wars just being like, this is just turn-based battles. Like I'm not, I'm not sure it applies today. I'm not sure. It is two games, though, I guess, one, which is sick. One and two. That's nice. Yeah. Also, like strategy games are like you know. Oh, for sure. Pretty yeah, popular right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Same question. This is from Maddie. Unexpected enemy. I've been playing Bayonetta, Origins, Cereza, and Lost Demon off and on since its release, and I feel like it's going to be one of the most slept-on releases of 2023. I know Bayonetta's 3 reception was relatively uh, divisive, and there's a million great games to play right now, but Bayonetta Origins is really scratching an itch I didn't know I needed right now. It feels like what Okami Den was to Okami. It's got beautiful art direction, Zelda-like sensibilities, and an amazing OST. I hope more people find time uh, find more time for it by the end of the year. But do you think Bayonetta 3 soured people in the franchise going forward? It was my number one goatee pick of 2022, but I understand why people might be hesitant to jump into Origins. Hmm. One interesting comparison about the Okami to Okami Den, because I think... I've personally heard a lot of people didn't like Okamiden. I yeah. understand like design wise, like Okamiden feels like a feels like a Phantom Hourglass Spirit Tracks mm-hmm. type of DS style Zelda game. Def- like I actually think I reviewed or played a lot of Okamiden at game trailers. So I got that vibe. I love Okami Damani, and I've never played Okami. I, but I think Okami's the, definitely the superior game. So like that's kind of interesting to compare it. Anyway, um, uh, about the direct question about Bayonetta three souring people, perhaps. Uh, and now that I think about it, it might have been even better to get Cereza out if it was done and they were holding it. Maybe a better release for that would have been ahead of Bayonetta 3. Like while people were still anticipating it, that might have been the better choice. Um, but I do think you're right. A lot of people are going to be dismissive of this game of Cereza um, uh, Bayonetta Origins. And we'll just not give it the time of day. And as they pointed out, it definitely is a very different type of game. And... Uh, even though I have like I haven't finished it yet, it could be much better than even I'm expecting at the sure. moment. So that's just unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's just companies maybe need to look at like trends a little bit better. Yeah. Like a smaller appetizing game uh, com- compared to like the meatier meal. Obviously, this feels more like an appetizer. They're, they're, they're trying to present it like a dessert, and it's like, mm-hmm. nah, the main meal is bad. You're not going to stick around for dessert. You got to your appetizer is the window you have where people will eat the appetizer. Uh, they don't like it. Well, I still got the main course to look forward to. I'm good. So, well, it's yeah. like you know, you go, you get, you go to Ruth Chris. I mean, you get a nice steak. You spend a lot of money, then you get like a Baskin Robbins ice cream cone. Still good, but they're oh. charging the same price for both. They're like, mean, well, I can just hold off for a little bit. I just had that whole steak. I'm still full. Okay, wait a little say, bit. Some people like going to Baskin Robbins after Ruth Chris when they have the, like the sticker shock from seeing that price. Like, oh, we'll get desserts. We're working. No, I'm just saying. Let's just go. Like, Let's yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. So like, it is. It's, it's really interesting. Like, it's something I think about. Right. In terms of like franchising, right. I do think that Bayonetta three 
its intent is to leave you more excited to see where the franchise is going. But I think for many people, it kind of just closed a book. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm actually not curious where you're going next. Yeah. We're like, we're yeah, too pumped I'm about good. it. You're like, all right. And so I do, I do think they just kind of like, um, it's weird, right? As a storyteller, you want to tell and the end. You want to do that. And then, you know, as a video game producer, you want people salivating for your next game after they hit credits. And so that's weird. Like you have to like uh, business out your game a bit where it's just like, oh, I want people to be really excited about the entire franchise of Bayonetta. But whereas like I don't feel like the story pulled that off at all. It kind of just, yeah. I don't know. And so it, it's a weird, it was, I do feel like, yeah, I feel like Bayonetta 3, even to its greatest fans, uh, did kind of sour the franchise a bit. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think it also hurt how long it took to come out. Yeah, it the, took the gap between two time. and three. It was pretty like they might have announced that game a little too soon as well. <laughs> I'll they say. definitely did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say. Um, but I, I think the best course, regardless of you know the reception to Syriza mm-hmm. in the long run, I think the really best bet for them going forward for Platinum Games is to ice the series for a few years and kind of do like a Devil May Cry Five thing where. People be like, Where, remember Bayonetta? Like, it's been like so long, and like people actually like be more receptive of giving it like a, a chance for a, a comeback. I think that's like what happened with Devil May Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was a entry that you know was polarizing in between with DMC, right? But I don't think you necessarily that necessarily needs to happen or anything like that. Just enough time goes by. That's everyone does it now. You're talking about like franchising. It's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You wait long enough, it's like, hey, let's go back to this again. You know, the the the, the kind of the cooldown for that has been shortening and shortening as we've gone on in time here. <laughs> like, our, well, yeah. okay, so it actually they do something that I haven't seen any video game do before. This is kind of interesting. Uh, you know how like the end of a Marvel movie, it's like you know this character will return, or the end of James Bond is like James Bond will return. This ends with Bayonetta will return in the next generation, is what they say. So obviously they are they're they're in cl- completely intending to take to put it on ice for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen a video game say that. I'll return <laughs> in the next generation. All right, and I yeah. kind of believe them too. Yeah, I guess the next generation is going to be the next Nintendo console, which isn't probably that far off. So it might not year, even baby. be that long. Yeah, we'll be playing that next year. Yeah. I mean, you think it's console. I mean, they could mean like the next generation of like people, like, like 30 <laughs> years from now. I mean, who knows what they mean by like generation yeah, like that, I but yeah, you're right. Yeah, Kyle, like be, that kind of like some reads on that for sure. No doubt. Nebulous tease the, is a little surprising. The only thing about putting this series on ice is it's kind of weird is, is I, even if it was technically put on ice, it's still going to take them a long time to make a next Bayonetta game judging how long this game took to make. And I don't know if Platinum necessarily has those banger IPs to fill in the void right now. And maybe unless they got something brand new kicking the, or cooking that's going to be sick. It's, which maybe. But it's Yeah, that's true. Not like Capcom. You know, Capcom's a legendary studio or publisher with tons of IP everyone loves. Um, right, they can just like open their closet yeah. and have another... Here's forty Resident Evil games. It's I mean, like, all right. yeah. Platinum has been diversifying. They also became like yeah. a publisher as well. But they've been having misses, Damiano. No, that's very true. Like there is the reputation that outside of like Bayonetta, that they're very hit or miss. You know, with their their projects, that like the only one that's been consistent has been Bayonetta, mm-hmm. and then like there's now some dispute over Bayonetta three. I mean, I think the for a combat perspective, as we talked about, yeah, they, I agree. that Bayonetta hasn't changed whatsoever. Still sick but the other part of the equation is like. Uh, Involves Nintendo, 
You know, Nintendo needs to fund mm-hmm. another another sequel if they want it to happen. Pretty much, unless Platinum wants to fully front like front that cost, which I don't know if they don't want to. They and I don't know Nintendo's really like uh, their mo is to rush into like a fast sequel like that so quickly with something like this. I don't think mm-hmm. they're in any hurry to get out Bayonetta four either. I think they'll right. be happy with it coming at some point. They sure are, I think honestly. I think a lot more people will be happier from from a Switch standpoint or just Nintendo standpoint. Maybe seeing them try their hand at a follow up to Astral Chain. Mm. I know a lot of people were Good more point. receptive to Astral Chain. I don't know. I saw a lot of like, Kyle. You don't like that game? Agree. No, just put something new like Astral Chain. Just make another new thing. Oh, okay, sure. Um, Astral Chain like didn't work. You know what I mean? It was it was good on, good on you for trying and good attempt, but like just move on to the next thing. <laughs> but, is what I, would say. I mean, maybe they take the lessons learned from that, and when they make Astral Chain two, like maybe I don't know. Like I I don't know if it was the premise was faulty or if it was just like the the gameplay ideas weren't like you know fully realized, um, and maybe it was a bit of both. Um, but I think they also need to like be wary of like uh, they've done a lot of licensed projects. Those seem to be like their biggest misfires. Um, how much of uh, how much of near automata is platinum? The entire combat system is, and so mm-hmm. is the uh, replicant. Whatever they're definitely right? they're definitely working on a near sure game then, replicant. right? I don't know. Was was it a replicant? That, I have no idea. If, oh, what I mean, we have no idea. Like Yoko Taro is like just been basking in crossovers for for near for years, know, for like dude. almost a decade yeah. now it's gonna like, it's gonna come up on a decade and we'll get like a, a sequel announcement it's like no next up Tubi is in uh in Street Fortnite. Fighter 6 finally Tubi came to Fortnite finally like surprise that hasn't happened yeah, yet I'm yeah. not in there yet I mean Tubi's in like everything yeah. I mean Tubi's gonna come to Smash Brothers next time like it's just yeah Tubi's in everything um, but yeah, I would imagine if they want that success, they will bring back Platinum Games to develop the the combat for that. Uh, but at the same time, you had Babylon's Fall, mm-hmm. which was also Ooh. Square Enix, and uh, woof. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's there seems to be a trope with them, like character action with like single player driven character action games seem to be their bread and butter, not. With enough, with enough development, you're, you're thinking about development types kind of true because mm-hmm. all those licensed one like Turtles, Transformers, those are like Korra, a year probably rushed, yeah. very rushed development cycles, very short development cycles. They wanted those out to capitalize. That was Activision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, none of those were really that stellar. I heard the Terminator game was okay, or sorry, not Terminator, Transformers. Was it? No, maybe that one was good. Kyle, sorry. you probably played that, right? Just okay, just okay. Just to tell me, I'm just saying, not stellar. Okay, just okay though. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not of that like platinum pedigree. Sure. And there's also like talk about like the like the teams. They keep mm-hmm. saying they have like an A, B, and a C team, and that like the A teams like only works like worked on Near and then worked on Bayonetta, and they don't really like work on anything else. It's always their B and C teams. They've also had some departures um, as right. well. So right. and uh, don't forget Scalebound. Yeah, that was a big passion project and uh, didn't happen. I mean, and then people like asking like to bring it back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like when they're given enough time and enough budget, they do sure they do work wonders. But at the same time, it seems like they are run kind of like a business. Like they like it is a business, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're mercenaries. They got to keep active, so they will take projects that make yeah, sense absolutely. to them. Yeah, hey, do what they got to do. All right. It's time for Sort It Out. Here you go, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. So for everyone at home, if you're listening, you don't know what Sort It Out is, it's just something, you know, what's something, just something in the game industry that's kind of annoying, you know, like could be a game itself, could be some corporate thing, whatever. 
can be related. Kyle, you were ready to go with one. Let's hear what you got. Nintendo Switch Online. You got to sort it out. Oh, shit. This week, Pokemon Stadium is the big release (laughs) to Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack. Mm Mm-hmm. So people are they're paying an extra online fee to have access to N64 games, Genesis games and Game Boy Advance games. And uh I it's too loosey goosey. It and Pokemon Stadium is not the jewel they think it is. It's not a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't connect to a regular Pokemon, game. I, you're just I, yeah. you're just renting lifeless Pokemon, and that's not what Pokemon is about. They're always meant to be something that you've nurtured, not just some random thing that you're just renting from a store that has no past or future. You know, yeah. it's just I I don't like this idea that they think that Pokemon Stadium is enough to carry the month or at least carry the next two weeks. They announced it last week; it's coming out this week, and the, I mean, just before that was. Metroid Fusion. Like this is the big release. It's Metroid Fusion. Hopefully that tides you over for two weeks. And mm. it doesn't. It simply doesn't. And so I think that maybe they got to take Nintendo Switch Online more seriously. Maybe re- have a, a regulated cadence in which they drop their new titles, but also make it more exciting to the people who are subscribed to the service to learn and be there day one for when they actually pop up. Yeah. Kyle, it would have been sick if they had red and blue and yellow on there. Then they did Pokemon Stadium or something. Uh, So it actually made sense. You could use your Pokemon. Because when I heard about this, Kyle, too, I was like, yeah, wasn't the whole point of that game is you had your your Pokemon fight in a 3D game? The entire point of that game, yes. It came with this thing you could shove into your N64 controller, and into that you could shove your Game Boy cartridge. Mm -hmm. Transfer pack, right? Yeah, I think think that's what it's called. So I had all that, Kyle. (laughs) And uh, I didn't have Pokemon, and I got Stadium for N64, and I did the rent of Pokemon, and I will concur with you. Someone who wasn't a big Pokemon fan back in that time period, I was like, oh, Pokemon's huge. Ooh, a 3D Pokemon. I'll give this a try. Not fun. Uh, I didn't feel any investment. I'm like, this? Yeah. I'm kind of lost here. I'm like, I'm not getting the appeal of this. So, like, I guess you're supposed to bring in these teams from the, the handheld. I'm like, oh, I guess I missed the boat on that. So... The fact that they didn't have a plan, even not announcing that, hey, we get it. There is no Pokemon Gen 1 yet or any uh, whatever gens were supported by that. Was Gen 1 and 2 were supported? I forget. Whichever ones were supported for Pokemon just Stadium. Just one at a time. Just uh, for Pokemon Stadium 1, just, just Gen We one. will have a plan for some way for you to experience that and bring those Pokemon to Pokemon Stadium. But we're not ready to talk about that just yet. But even just saying we have plans for that would have been better than just like how it was done. But even that's not like optimal. But I'm kind of weary about any of that functionality because I feel like it would have already been done, Brad and Kyle. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. Because Fusion Fusion would have unlocked the Fusion suit in Metroid Prime Remaster. Like they could have done that because in the original Metroid Fusion, it unlocked the Fusion suit in Metroid Prime for GameCube for that connectivity. Now it's all Mm -hmm. digital. It's just people to read a digital save. It's like, A... Can I even do that? And two, was it or B, was it even in Metro Prime? Who, who knows? But like, they didn't even do it for something simple like that. So that makes me really scared about Pokemon. Like, they are never going to have functionality that's going to let you bring Pokemon over to that. Um, but I, I still have hopes that some maybe later this year that a Pokemon Classic Connect collection is coming. At, uh, maybe for this holiday because they don't have like a a new mainline entry coming. But I don't think I don't think Nintendo has that kind of influence over Pokemon Company. No, absolutely who, not. Who completely values 
each Pokemon game. And so, like, oh. I, I don't think that'll be coming to a streaming service. But, yeah, I think they got to think of it. Nintendo Switch Online as a streaming well, service and like what think do you about like sorry what do you think is not coming to a streaming service any mainline Pokemon game oh I think they're going to sell them piecemeal or in a collection that's what I meant like a got Pokemon you, classic like they're going to sell it for like yeah. 60 bucks like red and you know, like maybe red blue yellow yeah like that's a 60 dollar thing we'll probably guess who would gladly buy that who dude I'd buy that <laughs> yeah I mean that was okay that was my sort out because you're talking about Pokemon I wanted to ask you this is why the hell could I not buy these Pokemon games anywhere? I just can't. Like, I have to have the cart still. Like, can I buy yeah. Red and Blue somewhere and play it digitally? Um, you Legally? could buy it on a 3DS up until Wait, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that dead now? It is officially dead. You cannot add more money to yeah. your Fuck. Nintendo account and purchase things off of an e- 3DS eShop anymore. But it's like, yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue are so influential and, like, so beloved. People, like... People would spend tons of money on that. So to the Pokemon company, right? The Pokemon themselves matter. They're ba- think of them like NFTs. Every single Pokemon has its own unique code, and that Pokemon exists. Whoa. Uh, and so, like, they hate the idea of you duplicating your saves. They hate the idea of you, like, uh, uh, cre- like re-rolling a Pokemon over and over and over. Like, they, they, like, they want you to think of them as, like, creatures that exist and will persist, and you load it up to Pokemon Home, and then you load it up into the newest game, and you have this, like, lifelong connection to this Pokemon. So, like, I think that's, like, that's a huge hurdle for them to make this, like, a streaming service and have these Pokemon isolated to this thing. Or even, like, on, in a Switch collection, there would have to be Pokemon Home implementation. What? Because the idea of, like, closing off these Pokemon with no future, I think, is, like, opposite of what pokemon company wants Bro, to do with closing the creatures no, no future dude my cart is like destroyed those pokemon are never walking again do you know what i mean <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah but like yeah. they were to reintroduce them i think kyle's saying that they need to have a path to continue that exact like what they're trying to do with the original release is that it's something they want to carry with you as for, far forward as possible but as you said they do already have the the infrastructure in place on the switch with with home, it's what's called right now. It's, uh, it kept switching yeah. names. Still called Pokemon Home. It was home. Bank before. Okay, Pokemon Home. If they did a Switch collection, that's like a standalone release. They mm-hmm. could probably work in more easily. I think functionality than doing it on the streaming services. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't even need a yeah. streaming yeah. service. Let me just buy the yeah. game. Yeah, and they're gonna charge. Yeah, you're gonna pay like each gen. You're gonna be paying like full price, Instead like sixty bucks. Remaking for each gen Red and Blue with Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, where you just like throw a Pokeball. Something dumb like that. Why don't you just port the original games? Just give me the games, man. That's oh, yeah, it. that's right. Because let's go. I'm asking the bare minimum. Let's from go them. Pikachu and Eevee is how you get those ones now to come yeah, forward. Yeah, that, that's home that. connectivity too. Yeah. yeah, I think they're they're I I kind of admire it, right? I kind of admire how ultra protective Pokemon Company is of the franchise and the old games. Like they're they're vaulted right now. You know what I mean? They're straight up Disney vaulted, and uh, I kind of admire it. But you're right. It sucks that you can't legally play that I game right kind now. of admire it kyle but then i also don't because they do things like pokemon sleep where i'm just like what are you doing man yeah what are you fucking yeah, exactly doing? <laughs> are you that it's hard for me yeah to yeah, take yeah, you yeah. seriously when you're doing stuff like yeah. that like i don't i, I don't you, believe yeah. it yeah oh oh man like they even like that their earlier like remakes like yeah ruby and sapphire and stuff like are they Sorry, what was it? Fire red, leaf green. That's that's what I meant. Fire red, leaf green. Like those are GBA, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like those would probably like never be added to GBA. Like, yeah, they would do those individually. Really, so yeah. I'm trying to based on what I'm trying to figure out. Sorry, Kyle, I went on a different tangent. There is a what is like the oldest Pokemon game that you can play right now that's that has a forward path into home. Do you know? Do you know that answer? Or so. No? Yeah, like uh, original hardware, it would be the GBA games. It would be Ruby and Sapphire. But if you're playing the 3DS ports of Pokemon Red or Blue okay. or Gold and Silver, then you could actually you could port those into. Okay, so that still has, like, oh, they didn't shut down the online. You can still go online on 3DS and Wii U. They did, it's just a shop access. That's so, awesome. yeah, but in that case, you would have to take them into Pokemon Bank and then Pokemon Home. Oh, dear. Okay. It, it would be, it's, it's a lot of steps. There's no easy way to, like, start up Pokemon Red, get a Squirtle, and then take it into Scarlet and Dude, Violet. That sounds like such a hassle. Gotta go to the bank. It's a hassle, yeah. Yeah. Then Home. It's a hassle. Okay. Mm-hmm. This all, all brings right. us back to them putting Pokemon Stadium out with. Nothing but rental Pokemon. And, it's, and acting, that's the thing, is the, the, like acting like, hey, look forward, like, b- being subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online should feel exciting. Like, yeah. every every reveal should be exciting. You should be, like, looking forward to things. You should be like, oh, I can't wait to see what they put out next month on Nintendo Switch Online. And they're not delivering enough, and they're not teasing enough. And, uh, yeah, the things that they are putting out, they're, like, treating it like it's hotter shit than it really is. Yeah. <laughs> including GoldenEye as well. Ooh. I'm 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 waiting for Smash Brothers so we could all like laugh oh, at the, trying to play online with it when they like yeah, they're, they're gonna put a big bullet point like now you can play four players online and then everyone's gonna mm-hmm. go online like this yeah sucks. my switch is gonna <laughs> blow up if I play that yeah exactly when it when that is the month of of Smash Bros N64 they're gonna treat it like it's the biggest deal and you'll play it for like 15 minutes and be like okay what, you remember how like slow it is how like yeah. the controls are like. Oh man, how did I ever play this version? It's so bad. It doesn't yeah, play and they'll well. sit there with their arms crossed, like we we launched another one. We broke the internet with this one, and like you didn't, you didn't. Uh, but the only thing to play devil's advocate is, uh, I, I I would like Nintendo to take it more seriously and and commit to not just like a, a routine like uh, release window schedule, especially for like the higher tier stuff, but maybe mm-hmm. even like being like more upfront about advertising in advance. Like next month, it will be this, so you don't have to wait till the month of or a week before. Hey, it will be this. Like, be good to get a little bit of a heads up because it sounds like you have a bit of a plan when you give me that heads Game up. Pass style, yeah. yeah. But uh, Huber, who's not here, always criticizing Sony for their classic catalog, how they're handling it over there. It feels like they're both mishandling them. Like well, Nintendo Huber, and Sony, like they Huber just... Huber doesn't even have a Switch right now, so he's not... I mean, he, has, he hasn't, he hasn't played like, Nintendo game in forever. People got excited about the most recent one was Legend of Dragoon, because mm-hmm. you could buy it piecemeal yeah. as well. Yeah, you didn't God. have to, like... But Nintendo doesn't even offer that. You can't buy these games piecemeal. Yeah, and for the yeah. Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, you can't even just pay a month. You have to buy the whole year. There is no, mm-hmm. like, month-only option, whereas, like, Sony, I believe you can just pay yeah, for one month and, like try out all that stuff and then nope. like maybe back out without you know spending too much i mean nintendo is an investment in your happiness that's how they <laughs> invest i like how you put that an investment yeah and as kyle invest says in your own happiness and they love the vault they're, they're the vault master them yeah. and disney are the vault masters i mean yes pokemon yeah. companies doing their own thing nintendo doing their own thing vaulting vaulting mario collection vaulting uh dude long lost translated fire emblem game here here's six months to buy it and it's gone for good bye Good congratulations. It's like, I can't wait to see what they vault next. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the next vault. Do you have a sword that time? I know we just rambled about Pokemon. I mean, for that was minutes. pretty good. Like the, the, the vault. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, 
Not really. I, I was going to say sort it out to Capcom for selling the uh, $2.99 uh, uh, oh, the tickets, tickets for, the for Resident Evil 4. But considering how hard some of the, the professional can be for some people and people just want a chance to play it. Like if someone could get into a jam, I can imagine getting into a place where it's like I'm struggling on this boss. Uh, I I have no bad like I, I screwed up with my saves or mm. something. Maybe I spend three dollars and unlock this one option. I have a fighting chance, and like I think that's what they're doing. Like that mentality is like it's just a little bit to push you over the edge, but still, it doesn't like it doesn't feel great that there's not another way in game to unlock those. Like it it, it like it would be something like if, like another skill based thing to unlock them mm-hmm. would have been like nice. Um, but yeah, three dollars a pop for that. It's like. I just think it's stupid that, well, I understand why they did it, is they didn't introduce this until reviews were out for the game already and shit. Yep. It's the one. Yeah. My understanding is the way that tickets work is you upgrade your weapon normally. Like, you have a handgun, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're upgrading its accuracy and power and range or whatever. But then it's got, like, this hidden fifth stat. It's like its super ability. Mm -hmm. And you need a ticket to get its hidden fifth ability. No. You don't need a ticket. There's three ways to unlock it. Paying just the 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 pesetas. It has a peseta cost. So like mm-hmm. the knife, I think is like the first knife, the combat knife, sixty thousand. But you have to to enable that option. You have to have maxed out all the stats already. So you need okay. to max out power, durability. All all those have to be filled in and spend a lot of cash on that. So that's one way to do it. Fill in all the th- upgrades and then spend more cash. You can then. You can also, in-game, through those pink gems, the spinels, um, there's two tickets you can buy, a 30 one, thirty a thirty gem one and a 40 gem one. Those will automatically, when you get access to that, you can just skip to unlocking that thing right away and not having to pay And that's up. the natural way to get a ticket in-game. Yes. Is that's the only way you can get yes. a ticket in-game. And then the third way is a, right is a variant of that ticket, which is the gold ticket, because these are like silver tickets. The gold ticket is two ninety nine, and just lets you, like, same thing, lets you skip to that and unlock the exclusive attribute of, uh, of your weapon. Um, okay. So you can either pay real money, earn it in-game, or... And those let you bypass paying for all the upgrades, or you have to pay for all the upgrades, and then you can pay for the exclusive. So the tickets bypass the grinding, basically. I see. And you have to grind. You have to do those uh, quests to get those gems. Um, so it's a lot of like side quests you have to do to get those. Some are hidden, but to get enough, you need to do the side quest. So you have to grind in game to get that currency to buy the ticket. So the the pay. The microtransaction option just bypasses all that. You, you like just get it and ignore having to grind out anything. So that's I don't love it. Yeah, I don't it's love a it. it's a pay to win thing. Yeah, because yeah. some of those perks are really good. Like I would just wish they waited longer to do this. Yeah, this. So but I the was game thinking, is still really fresh. Playing through professional on like a new game on professional, starting from scratch. This, I, I was like, this is something I feel like maybe in another month. Um, like wh- I am assuming they're gonna have a DLC for Ada campaign mm-hmm. and extra mercenaries content. That would have been the time where I'd introduce like a yeah. maybe a care package, which is like here are some things to help make the game a little bit easier if you're struggling on hardcore or professional. Here's a like a bunch of gold tickets. They'll just unlock all the weapon perks right away, so you can have that advantage. Maybe like 
something else, another thing to make it maybe a little bit easier for some people. Well, they're going to do that already because the other games, they you could buy some of the unlock weapons right off the bat later on. Like in RE2, you could buy like the minigun with actual money later on and like the rocket launcher. Oh. Uh, so they'll probably do that. You think they're going to do also that? Later okay. On. They're just uh, getting people up. right now. I can, buy, I can buy Resident Evil 2 remake and then I can just buy with real life money a rocket launcher? I believe so. Let's look real quick. I feel like this That's is real. That's nutty, bro. That's, That's crazy. Pretty sure. I, I think like the infinite, like the thing is, I think like something like the, those bonus weapons mm-hmm. that you get through the S plus, I think they might allow you to buy those, but like, I think they won't let you, that won't check off the checkbox for that achievement though. Like, I, I think you still have to do that legitimately to get like the, the challenge. Cause you have a challenge, uh, uh, a right. of and challenges. It, and it's like, mm. It's like beat this game on this difficulty yeah. with the, and within this amount of time, and you can't die, and like you, all these things. So somebody of my skill level will never see some of those weapons naturally. Um, there is yeah. an alternative to one of them that just came up with mercenaries, which is funny because I'm doing it the OG way, and then mercenaries uh-huh. dropped, and I came close to doing it by accident, unlocking this weapon through mercenaries. It's a nod to the original Resident Evil Four, the hand cannon. Um, but in the mm-hmm. original one, you had to like get S or S plus or whatever on S on every single character on every single map. And this for an RE remake, RE4 remake, there's three maps. You just need to get an S with one character on each map. So three total S's, one on each map, will unlock the hand cannon. The way to do it before mercenaries dropped was beat professional on a new fresh save file. So like no bonuses, no nothing. Can't use special weapons. Which is way way harder to do, yeah. I presume. You can use the the outfits and accessories. So you can use like Ashley armor um, so she can't die, which is kind of mandatory. The armor has a function? I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah, funny. It's nod to the original one. She can't die That's in cool. the original. But like you can't use the rock infinite rocket launcher. You can't use the Chicago sweeper typewriter. Like, you know, so those kind of are the the way to make like the harder difficulty s plus runs easier but for this one you couldn't do that you had to start fresh and like you take all the time you want but like you're limited on ammo bosses like they're a struggle because you don't have like those cheap guns to one shot them or just fire away with like the sweeper you just hold down the trigger and stand there and just watch everything die like you just like laugh. You just like ha ha ha. Everything can't come near me. Even bosses, you just step far enough away and like, just like go down really quickly. But you can't use that. You have to fight them with normal weapons. So this is yeah, this is stuff. I think they're you know for it. It's so Kyle. What I was trying to say is professional mm-hmm. new game. Like is a challenge for me. And one of the challenges, the final challenge is it's not a trophy. They even make it a trophy because I think they knew how sadistic it was. Get S plus on professional, which is like a new game. I yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't care about that. Like I, I like I have no like ego thing. That's, that's above like, your skill level. I, I was like that. That's gonna take so long if ever. I don't care about sure. that. I'm satisfied. It'll take like practice and rehearsal, right? It's gonna take like week like weeks. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm good. Gotcha. I'm good with that. <laughs> so, so wait, would you... Okay, go ahead, Brad. I was going to say, with Resident Evil 2, the update. So you can buy all-in-game rewards unlocked for five bucks, which includes... Five bucks. Uh, the Force Survivor mode, which you get for, I think, beating the game, ex- uh, the Tofu Survivor costume, and all the yeah. bonus weapon and models. So, oh, all the so bonus f- weapons for five dollars. There you go. Yeah, so that's everything. But, like, I think this came out, like, quite a bit after... I th- feel like it did because i don't remember anything like no that not at the start right no, 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 but like whatever i guess i don't know 
Anyways. so this coming out, these golden tickets coming so soon, I think. Um, they're not like the end of the world. Like it doesn't no. fully upgrade your weapon. It doesn't unlock weapons. It just unlocks the bonus perk for each weapon. And it's $3 a pop. And I, 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 I think it's like just a little bit of a nudge, but it's still not the greatest. Like, you know, no. it's still another pay to win thing. All right, let's hear from some of the listeners. This is from Riki Maru. Uh, people hating on games before they really sort it out. It seems like oh. in the weeks leading up to it, just about every big new IP recently, there's been an overwhelming amount of negativity towards games before they even came out. Namely, new IPs from Ghostwire Tokyo, Callisto Protocol, Forspoken, and now Redfall. I get a lot of it's coming from the console wars people. That should be ignored, but it really gets to me. The same discourse around AAA games all being the same seem to also seem the same. Also not being also not being giving new IPs and new ideas a chance. Sort it out. So I guess just annoy people complaining about games talking shit before they're even out. And like I get that. It's pretty yeah, it's thing. like it's like even if you hate how Redfall looks, you should still be rooting for it. Is the idea right? Like sure. they're just trying and they're trying new shit out. They're trying to yeah. make a new game, which is so impossible to do. They're trying to penetrate even a little bit of this audience and have any negativity toward that. I see why that sucks. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is console war stuff for sure. People always, regardless of game, what side it's on, people are going to complain about it and talk shit. That's just the way it is. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, like, uh, American Idol, right? It's mm-hmm. like, there's clear, there's like some people who are clearly good, like Resident Evil 4. And then there's like this person who like comes out and you like, they're starting their song and they're like, me, 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 me. And you tell they're going to suck. And then you like boo at them. Yeah. And you're like, why are you booing that person? You know what I mean? Like, let them, let them try. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? like, let let try. Redfall try. You know, I guess it's that, that kind of mentality, yeah. right? But at the same time, like, I check out on some games when I see it, like, it's like, eh. Oh, like I mean, Redfall. But that's, yeah. No, I haven't done that with Redfall. I'm actually hoping oh. Redfall's good. I like Arcane, okay. so I'm hoping it's going to be good. But yeah, that's fine. Like, uh, I hear the me, 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 and I, like, change to another channel. That's not, that's fine. Like, you're not, like, actively, like, bad-mouthing or, like, trying to, like, you know, hurt no, that I'm person. Not, like, it's like, right. it's yeah. like, it's my opinion, like, I'm not interested in this. I'm just going to go do something else. Like, that's all it needs to do. Like, you don't like something. It's like. Find another game to talk about. Like you don't have to like it. You have so many other wonderful games to choose from. It's like you really need to stay fixated. And, and, like I feel like it is a console thing, console wars. You say, or some people just get invested either in a in a company or a series. This happens a lot more series games. I mm-hmm. feel like, but like companies as well. Like you see people mm-hmm. like have an expectation for a company putting out a certain type of game, and when they dare to do something different, it's like, oh, that sucks. Like I'm not going to support you. Like. People just, you know, sometimes get like that. So yeah. I find that a little bit more understandable. Not saying it's any more right, but yeah. when it's just something different like this where there's no expectation, it's like, why? <laughs> why Move on to something else, for crying out loud. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gu- guilty of that, though. Sure, everyone is to an extent. I-, I definitely dump on games that haven't come out yet. Yeah. And, and in fact, I take pleasure in doing it. Yeah. So I need to sort I it out. I think there too. could be some joy in it. Absolutely. Yeah. But like I don't know, like people just talk shit just to talk shit. That's just the way it is. So I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't get too look too deep. It's into okay it to time. express disappointment yeah. and concerns. Think that what they mean is like when you you know when you're actively into like rooting against a game and yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know trash talking. Yeah, it's, it's like, like all right, whatever. Wait, uh, this is from Stefan. Stefan, sort it out. 
been playing through Midnight Suns on Series X and loving it, but damn, the UI font size is so small with no option to increase it. Sorted out 2K and Firaxis. I know games are becoming accessible, but the bare minimum should be this at least. I remember this was an issue with Mass Effect 1 when it first came out, but it's 2023. Kyle, you look like you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's funny because, like, it's hard to explain how small the subtitles are. They're in, like, this tiny oval in the very bottom middle of the screen, and you can't move it and you can't increase its size. It is so silly, and I think it's, like, hard-written into the code. But, like, there's times where your card hand will overlap with the subtitles and you like you can't even like (laughs) read what people are saying right now and it's like they it's like nobody thought about it you know what i mean it was like it was just so automatic to them that obviously the text should exist within this oval why even think beyond that um that's a good call out that game in particular is messed up with its subtitles yeah uh from sigma Sorted out, Nintendo Splatoon 3 only has two buttons to give commands to communicate with random allies. Booyah! <laughs> and this way. This way becomes what, ouch! What more do you need? Or help when you splat <laughs> defending when you splat uh, depending on the mode. Give us more uh, give us more. D-pad has four directions. Why not use them all? It's been like this since Splatoon 1. Can I give a shout out to our patron Alexander Zirinov, right. who made us uh, for the last showcase—not the last showcase, showcase four—basically made a hall. They showed their uh, patron hall of greats entry for Apex Legends. Uh, they're a little biased towards Apex Legends, but yes, one of the Alexander big things they did talk about was how the game does a great job of allowing you to communicate with your teammates without voice chat, and arguing that's one of the most comprehensive so kyle you're like what else do you want like they had like ping, yeah. ping, pinging things like pinging a destination and like it's a color-coded thing like we're go- like that means we're going there or enemy over there or pinging an item with a color you should pick this player you should pick this up like it has a system if you play it enough it's very um intuitive and obvious what things mean after you play a few matches and so you don't need to be writing on your keyboard or dealing with annoying like people on voice chat if they're just like getting grating or toxic. It's all within the game's tools to communicate objectives and stuff like that. And so when you I have no objection to like limiting personal communications in online games to deal with toxicity, but like if basic objectives are hard to accomplish, like even like basic meta strategies because it's limited and it sounds like this is with Splatoon. Like, this is Nintendo. Like, they don't do a great job with like comprehensive yeah, online functionality. Your phone to do like, voice chat. I feel like yeah, they probably could do a little bit better in this department for sure. This is incredibly condescending, but I feel like Splatoon just doesn't have that level of needed strategy. Uh, I was thinking that immediately in my brain when you're talking about. I was thinking about Apex. I'm like, that's such a more complplicated game, and the maps are so big sometimes. So I could see the ping thing working, but. Well, you, have, you just uh, blow up and respawn two I seconds I have no later. idea. Yeah. Like, so hardcore for future RF though. Switch comment in the comments already, uh, uh-huh. I, I, I anticipate reading your explanation for why which of us is more like which of us is like probably right because they will know definitively like well, whether or not Splatoon just Three do does. Do Kyle stream. What? Just do it in Kyle's stream. Ask Kyle in his stream. It's going to be in the... the it's, it's already written. Like, it's just happening. I, what, I was, what I was thinking about is uh, Rocket League, you know, and like yeah. how oh, yeah. like uh, nice save is used ironically. And so oh, I feel... I honestly right. feel like yeah. it's an intended design that yeah, they only like, wanted two things that could never be used ironically. Okay. It was like yes. Hearthstone, dude. They, someone would okay, do yeah. a misplay, I feel like it, you'd do the well yeah. played or something. Kyle, yeah. In any <laughs> game, I feel like 
auto text like that like is just misused for, for like trolling and stuff and griefing absolutely in freaking 14 the new pvp the thing we played kyle the one the last one you enjoyed the small one the push, the, like crystal. push the crystal right people yep. spam push the crystal i like on like not just unironically they'll be like you're you're shitter like you're not like you're not playing well oh. they'll spam it when they get angry or they'll spam nice game and stuff when you're so talking. i wonder if booyah gets spammed <laughs> yeah the, booyah probably gets spammed yeah they like <laughs> no matter what the tools you work with, you find a way to be toxic with it, and that's true, just true, online true. gaming. Yeah, like mark, like even pinging, like people mark you with an ignore marker when they don't like. You. Yeah. Just, oh. <laughs> oh my god. When they think you're doing bad. <laughs> that's legitimately one of the most toxic yeah, online things I've ever heard. Ign- <laughs> pinging a person with ignore is so funny. Okay. It's time for Keep It Up, which is the exact opposite of Sword Up. Something that you're enjoying in gaming. So, company, game, whatever. Kyle, do you have anything? Brad, I have to apologize. I need to use the restroom. That's okay. Sure. Go ahead and do it. Me and do that right now? Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Because, yeah, I, I do have a Keep okay, It Up. Okay, we'll get back to you. Ooh. Come back. All right. All right, Dominic, do you have a Keep It Up or anything like that? Anything you're like, hell yes. Um, hmm. I, I didn't have it off the top of my head because I kind of figured Kyle okay. was going to have one, and I could think of one after that. I feel bad. I never like really think about. I this don't in advance. I never do. Um, I do want to say. Uh, well, we'll talk about it in, in the segment after. But I mean, we've been saying keep it up to Capcom quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, <sighs> nah. I don't want to get that. Like, I haven't experienced it. I mean, I don't know how that Nintendo thing's going to be. I was going to say, like, you know what, Nintendo? Like, keep it up for doing, like, an in-person event. Like, yeah, like I changing, think that's appropriate. Like, whatever it's going to be, I'm just glad they're getting back to a big in-person something. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about it at the top of the show, but it even if it just ends up being a literal carbon copy of the Japan events they've been doing... It's just something, something that shows that they're involved and they and like you know they they want to be an active participant in the community. Yeah. Just because skipping E3 um, last year, not even having a, uh, a you know the or two years ago not having like a summer E3 mm-hmm. or you know like the, just not doing the, t- the typical expected thing of people. This is unexpected. Like yeah. I never thought they were going to come back and do like a big live event, whether it's going to be a fan yeah. experience or something like that. Fair. So I wish more companies did this. I miss PSX. I love that. Yeah, I, I hope this like gets like Sony. Like you know what? Nintendo has been the industry leader in changing trends. They did. They did directs. They stopped doing live press conferences. Um, you know what? We were doing PlayStation Experience first. Let's bring it back. You know, let's remind yeah. people we did that before they did this. Yeah. So and, I'd love it if it yeah. put pressure on Sony to say, hey, guess what? This December, PlayStation Experience back again. We're doing it this year. Yeah. And it's like, I don't expect this Nintendo thing to be near no. that level scale at all. I don't think so at all. But I, it's just cool to see a company do that. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, Kyle, what do you got? Uh, sorry. On top of that, because I was thinking about this Nintendo thing, too, is like, I think like it, there's something intangible about it, right? In mm-hmm. that like it's engaging your most devoted fans in a sentimental way and so you know how like there's just like disney people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like this is this is how you do it is these live events and so like you're you're making nintendo like nintendo people obviously exist already but like you're just increasing their sentiment when you have an event like this and they it's more social and they see other people who love the same shit they do like it's to me it's just smart it's hard to see it on the bottom line when you are like working out your budgets and which is why i think psx stopped 
Uh, but like, yeah, I think those are valuable events to, uh, yeah. to set up. Um, so I have a keep it up classic. Okay. It's classic. not something. It's not something current. Okay. It's something that I, I experienced in a game I was playing this week. And You're I'm breaking like, the rule. A classic, dude. This is a new iteration yeah. on. Yeah. It. I'll allow it's, it. It's 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 like a bring it back almost. Okay. It's, it's almost okay. like a bring it back. Um, stunting. So this is when you're in a car. The game I was playing is Wheelman, which is the game that Diesel starred in on the 360. <laughs> wow. Yep. It's when you're in a car and you, with the right analog stick, you can ram it right or ram it left or ram it forward. And so basically this is the ability to ram in a vehicle rapidly to do damage to other cars. To me, is like a a video game feature that is just like part of what makes video games so special. Mm. It just feels great to be driving forward and just go, blah, just suddenly ram to your right and make a car explode. And so shunting, keep it up, uh, keep it going, keep the shunting happening. Any game that I'm in a car from now, henceforth, I want to be able to shunt. Shunting. Blowerth is pleased. I feel weird saying that word. It feels like inappropriate almost, but the back half is inappropriate. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. But I respect it. Kyle, you know what I can see that happening is in, um, if the uh, new Twisted Metal game comes out, I don't know if it would work oh, necessarily the same, yeah, but dude. some car that's combat game maybe. Bring yeah, because that, that's the thing with car combat games is you feel like you, you're limited in your movement, right? Yeah. And Twisted Metal's like, oh, the guy just passed me, fuck. Now I have to like reverse. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm like they have me in their sights this My whole time. ass ice cream truck, yeah. Some- yeah, so like having like rapid movement I think would really help something like Twisted Metal needs a dodge roll. It needs something I mean, that extreme. <laughs> you need a stamina Sure. Bar. I, I yeah. was trying to get, like, was, was F-Zero. Yeah. F-Zero X and a, uh, GX. Uh, X has, like, Hunting. the... Yeah, you can ram left and right. It also is the spin ram, where you just, like, start, like, you just mm-hmm. want to, like, find a big, big, just group of, like, rivals or enemy cars, and you just want to speed into them and hit that spin and go, burr, like, mm-hmm. seeing blood work do it. It's also pretty satisfying when he whiffs too, but like when he actually hits them, it's like boom, they go exploding all over the place and you get the Budworth like ha ha. It's like really good and satisfying to see that. Um, That's something great because like that doesn't exist. That's not, that's not even a Mario Kart. That's something Mario Kart should absolutely be doing. Like I don't understand. Oh my God. Like like, almost like road rage, uh, road rash, uh, like kicking, like getting near a cart. I want to be able to like ram you and kick you and stuff. Like you could use a chain in Mario Kart and hit (laughs) like a toad in the head with a chain. I would be so. So <laughs> no, anyway. Toad's the one. Okay, yeah, Donkey Kong hits Toad with it. Like, yeah, or like oh, even yeah, throw good. a barrel as Donkey Kong at someone. Yeah, I want to be able to side throw at stuff. They got front and back. Imagine if someone's passing on the side, you could do like a side view, Luigi eyes yeah. style. Yeah. They get right near you. It's like target, bam. That's yeah. the new. That's right there. That's that's the next Mario Kart. They're gonna do side yeah, and attacks. I, and I think there would have to be like some stamina bar attached to it, so you don't spam it constantly the whole race. So if I am Luigi and I do my shunt. Like it's that that was my shunt for like the next ten seconds. You know what I mean? Like I can't just shunt, 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 shunt. Kyle, it should cost huh. coins because they bring back the coin collection that made you go faster. Mm-hmm. You do that, it's still making contact. You cost, you that. lose coins, you lose speed. Yeah. So it costs yeah. you speed. Oh man! This and then is... you're driven to pick up more. You like take alternate paths to pick up more coins so that you could shunt some more. Yeah, if I you take, that. but if you actually shunt hard enough and they they dis, like you disable their cart temper, like they cra- yeah. spin out. Maybe it drops you a coin reward. You could go pick it up. So it kind of yeah. Like- shunt. I realize also sounds like shit. I realize why it, it sounds like a dirty word because there's just so many components to that word. Yeah, it's complicated. I get it, Brad. Yeah. I mean, you could say it all you want. It's not banned yet. 
So, I mean, yeah. It may be a time, so get it out while you can. All right. Uh, for me, I don't know what the hell people should keep up right now. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm just enjoying games pretty much right now. Yeah. Lots of good stuff right now. Oh. What? You know what? I'm going to give a keep it up to uh, one more. Just real quick. Don't need to go into yeah, yeah. Just to the Mario movie. I was going to ask Kyle. I forgot to ask you, Kyle. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Everyone waited on bated breath for so, yeah. pain on that movie. Still fresh. So that's all I'm say is keep it up. Yeah, do a separate video for them. We'll see. We'll see what Kyle here feeling. I'll say, like, I'm proud of them. You know what I mean? They yeah. put in the work on this one, yeah, I they feel did. like. They, they did, did it their way, and then it's some it's just like breaking records. So, like, yeah, I think that's a pretty cool achievement. Proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you, Nintendo. You know, keep it up, Nintendo. Good job. Keep it up. Keep, keep it, up. it up with your, yeah, like, doing something cool with your IP, I guess. You're, like, making an anime movie. That's cool. Don't fuck up Zelda, though. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Be real careful. And uh, for God's sake, just bring up Zero back. So yeah. that's not even to keep it up. That's a sorted out, I guess. Yeah, that's a sorted out. Yeah, I'm breaking the rules. All right, let's hear from Casper eight or Casper J eight seven seven. Keep it up, Ghostwire Tokyo, getting a free major update to make the game feel new with a new mode, extended story, cutscenes, nears, and more. Not only will this make it replayable, it would bring new players. Keep it up, Tango. Cool game, dude. Yeah, really cool game. Like that game. And. Th- I th- so I think that's coinciding with its release on Game Pass. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a cool idea, and I'm I'm guessing that they're able to do that because of Microsoft owning them and be yeah. like, hey, like when you're when you are available on Game Pass to make it exciting because everybody like it came out on PlayStation a year ago. Like mm-hmm. let's make let's give them pe- a reason to be excited that the game yeah, is out. That's now. a good point. I agree. It's, it's cool. also one plus extra too. So if you have either of those, I would highly recommend this game. It's really cool. Uh, this is from Old Hunter Zera. Keep it up, Capcom. I'm 60-plus hours into RE4 and about 10 hours from getting my Platinum. Thank you for only adding playable or payable items that don't make it feel like it, I'm missing out. Exactly how these things should work. Keep it up, love, and respect to you all. I don't. I wouldn't say keep it up with the microtransactions. I, I mean... I understand what they're saying, yeah. but you're still missing out on, like, costumes you didn't get the Deluxe Edition. Oh, that is true. You have to pay nineteen ninety nine if you want those. Cause and the soundtrack, the original soundtrack. So again, I got a copy of the game provided to me, but I did not get the deals that that stuff. So yeah. I have to spend. Twi- I've, I've spent twenty, 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah, twenty yeah, bucks. No to question. Get those out. I had no problem spending it, but yeah. what do you mean you had no problem? You you both spent twenty dollars for those costumes. Yeah, I wanted them. I got the game for free. Also, Kyle, I, I was, had no problem. I was. I would have sure anyway, what costumes though. I was getting. And I have to what say, I was slightly disappointed with some of them. I, I was I expecting hear a little bit uh, more. Just look them up, dude. I, uh, there's Romantic Outfit, which looks like uh, they're... It's the puffy Jerry Seinfeld shirt. Yeah, like French. Oh, so it's not sexy romantic. Oh, it, it's, like, it's, no, I think it's it like is to po- some people. Po- like Shakespearean poetic. Dude, just look it up real quick, Kyle. Uh, there's Villain, where he literally just looks like freaking... Uh, He's V from Devil May Cry. V from Devil May Cry. With some bird feathers. Yeah. Um, then there's Hero, which is like... Is That's in, my least favorite. Yeah, what is, like, it's like a, I don't know, like, 1800s, 1700s, like, battle It seems, leather. it seems, like, late, further in the past. But maybe, maybe further, yeah, I don't know when it is, but, like, it, it's, like, like historical-looking battle suit. Yeah. Um, not armor, but, like, leather, like a hunter, not quite a hunter, but something else. Um, and it was, oh, the casual attire. I like that one. 
So Leon's got a cool jacket. If you put on like those sport classes, he's yeah. like, like I played it, played through with that. That was the most satisfying because yeah. hearing all his one liners with that, I was like, absolutely, yeah. what a badass! Oh, it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, I wish you could un- unlock them in the game just naturally, but mm-hmm. I mean, no, I love I Resident Evil, so I would have bought it anyways. Leon's romantic costume shows a lot of uh, chest. Yeah, dude. The Jerry Seinfeld one is puffy all the I know, way up but to I, the neck. I just gave you a brief description. Open. Yeah. Just a brief description, but the shirt is semi-accurate. Semi. Yeah, I see. And Ashley's got a few, too, from that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, whatever. It's uh, Could be worse DLC for sure. Could be, like, Assassin's Creed where I just look oh, at it and I want to It also barf. comes with the... Uh, this was pretty good. Uh, original soundtrack. Uh, that's a bummer. They did not include the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but, like... That original soundtrack played with the remake holds up. The new soundtrack's really good too. Like the new ver- the new minecart music, especially the second phase part, is so good. But man, that classic, the classic RE4 music just m- matches up really well with the new game too. Like it That's still funny. holds up, and I was having a good time with it. I have a keep it up. You you sparked it in my mind, Dominic. Sure. The Pixel okay. Remasters, they did some alterations to them now. Oh, yeah. Some oh, different fonts. A little better now. The original mm-hmm. soundtracks are now in there, and there's, like, you could adjust how much XP and stuff. I'm not going to use that. You can turn off random encounters, but it's there if you want it. So they did. They put in more effort into this version. Thank God. All right. The fonts are huge. The yeah. fonts was a huge complaint yeah. the whole time, yeah. and they never they never yeah. changed it on the Steam releases. Well, so it is. it was surprising that actually it's added. Test. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. they did it because... <laughs> Everyone just added the three fonts, the custom fonts. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I downloaded too. yeah that's how I played yeah, it. Yeah, and it looked really nice. So I'm a little disappointed I can't do that on my Switch when I get the Pixel Remaster collection that I can't use like the Mystic Quest or Final Fantasy VI font. It's going to be the slightly improved font. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's still going to look like a downgrade. Yeah. Like, PC, the most yeah. customization always. Yeah. Definitely. It's all right. I finally get to play on my Switch on the go how I wanted, not having to sit on my dumb computer. Playing old Final Fantasy games. Yep. Uh, this is from John Wojcowski. Keep it up. PlayStation Remote Play and Share Play. With good internet, these features are amazing. My friend and I are my friend and I use Share Play to play couch co-op online games multiple times a week. Thanks to this, we've played through Grim Gal Guardians, Resident Evil 2 Revelation, Resident Evil Revelations 2, all the Dark Pictures games, and even Cuphead. My friend's favorite part is when we don't have to buy two copies of each game and he can blame lag when he dies. I wish they'd sort out... I'm sure that happens. Yes. I wish they could sort out the one-hour timer, but I know they won't. I don't know what the one-hour timer is. I'm not sure what that is. I mean, is that the cap on how long you could share? Maybe. And then you have to, like, Maybe. I have, like, never... I never do that. But that's cool. I'm glad you had fun with it. That's cool. Especially with the the rumors of their handheld being remote play only. A Wii U gamepad. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we got some shout-outs for some of our uh, most generous patrons. This, I believe it's the Platinum tier now. I, th- I forgot we changed the name of it, but anyways. You were called it Platinum Producer. Platinum Producer, yeah. We got Jabawabs. That's how you say it, Jabawabs. Not Jabawabs, how Jones said it, so it was in my brain. It's like Elmer Fudd. Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Raymond Wu III, Zio VGM, Ghost Samurai, and Garrett Holefish. Thank you very much. Shout out. Kyle, do you have a shout out for them? Give him a little, give him a little yeah, shout out. Yeah. There it is, dude. Very <laughs> nice. Very Western. <laughs> did you play um, Live Alive, Kyle? Yeah, I did. Okay. Did you like it? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I thought, Brad, I thought I would love that game. And I think that's why I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't love it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Coming into that game, I'm like, oh, man, this is this is my bread and butter. I'm yeah. going to love this game. This is right down my wheelhouse. And uh, no, I thought a lot of it just kind of fell flat. Sure. Super Nintendo game. Kind mm. of. I I mean, you know. Yeah, I get so it. So was Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, that's true. It's a reason one of them came over and the other didn't, I guess. Yeah. All right, uh, the next game, uh, Kyle, I think you've actually played some of this, but I booted this up yesterday. I've been meaning to play this. Is Chia. Uh, I played a bunch of Chia, yeah. Yeah, I just played this for the first time yesterday. Nice. I was curious about it. Like, I know Bloodworth reviewed it, and I think he liked it. Yeah. But I I didn't know much about this game. I just know it was like you sailing around in some very jolly areas. It's uh, inspired by New Caledonia, I believe. That's where the developers mm-hmm. are from, from a lot of it. But um, yeah, it's just a really charming game, so... I've, like I said, I only played a few hours, and the structure of it is very interesting to me. So, basically, you are on this world, and you go to different spots the game tells you to, and you collect things, it seems like, for most of the things. Like, there's not, like, combat, really, or anything I like. There is some, but it's not the focus at all. I feel like the focus of this game is just being in this world and being cool with just kind of exploring it at a weird pace. One thing I kind of like about it is um, you have a compass, so the game doesn't if you the game won't tell you necessarily exactly where you're on the map Damiani so if you're like yo here's the map I need to go over here you can put a pin on your the map like an actual pin then your compass will show it up so you got to follow the compass there instead of just like a normal wave point like a big Skyrim triangle pointing down telling you where it is it's a little more gotcha you got to think a little more it's not necessarily super hard or anything like that but it's a little more and when you're like on somewhere on the uh, on the map it doesn't exactly show you exactly where you are you can get like a little hint and the game will like circle they're like hey you're somewhere in this kind of region so it's like all right i gotta explore a little bit about that but basically the game opens up you're on this island with your dad super jolly he plays some guitar for you you interact with him this seems to be something that happens in the game quite often is you interact in these songs i did like three of them and i only played like two hours which they're fine but I don't think they're like you can thankfully just put on autopilot so you can just kind of zone it back out, Domani. Okay. But based pretty much like he's playing the guitar earlier on. Cool. You have a little ukulele. This I do like is it has like all the notes you could play in your, your ukulele and you can just kind of go around like that. You can play songs. With the analog stick. It's like a it's, it's, to me. It's a yeah. lot like Last of Us Part Two. Yes, it's just exactly what it's like. But just for I'm gonna get more into that. But just for these parts, it's like it's a very simple Guitar Hero thing. You push like one button to do it. And I'm like, all right. That's fine if you want to interact, but you can thankfully just not hear your dad sing all that cool stuff. Fine. But um, this dude comes in, dude. This psycho, like on a chopper, dude comes in, abducts your dad. <laughs> then uh, Chia could apparently inhabit objects, and she doesn't know how she discusses, but she like inhabits a, a machete, dude, and cuts the dude across the face, which I thought was pretty sick. He gets taken away. You get taken away with this other guy to hide out. You got a little cool boat um, retreat. Uh, Visually, this game looks... I really like the way this game looks. I'm sure you could probably agree, maybe. Imagine Wind Waker. It's yeah, Wind it's, like, it's kind of like modern... Yeah. Like, they're heavily inspired by Wind Waker, but if you could actually swim underwater, that's the game, I guess. Sure, yeah. But you're on this little cool uh, floating big raft thing, your, your, uh, your big shell base, as you would, that you can get a little raft and you go sailing out. Uh, you get to this island. I got to this island with a town actually with like people walk around very um you could tell this game's like obviously a smaller game 
and there's some NPCs walk around. Not a lot of um, stuff to do in it yet. Like, um, there's a food cart I found where you could like eat food. I guess. Kyle, does that heal you or something? It it fills your uh your inhabiting meter. Oh, that's what it. Do- so your inhabiting meter goes down permanently. Uh, there's like it's weird. You can only like fill it up halfway just over time oh. and then like there's like, gonna be like one or two more nodes and so if you eat it fills up the entire nodes okay of your meter. i didn't know really if you weird. got like hurt or something it would refill your health like a yakuza game i don't know i didn't get like hit by anything really in the game because there's not a lot of enemies i've ran into yet yeah so I wasn't no it's exactly like sure. it's like healing over time kind of thing where oh, okay. yeah you don't have an hp meter but you know if you get hit too many times you'll die yeah or if you fall from too great a height, I did a, definitely have okay. some falling. But deaths. you have you have like a a glider, like you have like the Wind Waker uh, yeah. leaf thing. But like you have mm-hmm. some stamina also, so you can't do it forever. Kind of like Breath of the Wild, I guess. But you can also find some stuff to upgrade it a little bit. I found like a few fruit that gave it like, hey, you get like plus one. It it was at twenty at started at, but then it went to twenty one. So I guess you by exploring you can upgrade that, which is very nice. But anyways, you're on this island. Uh, you want to go to this this corporate headquarters to meet this guy. They do this scene, whole thing where you have to like take a ticket. You know, you got to wait your turn, but it's you inevitably get um, denied access to this place. So then you got to like get a you have to do this like whole custom thing, Kyle, I believe, to see them. You have to present them a custom, which ties into like the culture of New Caledonia. They're talking about like that's a big part that's of the game. Giving. Yeah, yeah, it's if like you want to introduce yourself. You got to give like a gift. That's something gifts. you do yeah. throughout the game when you meet someone. Yeah. You like give a gift. You look. Like, you'll you go collect pearls for someone or offer that as a gift like that. But um, it's really jolly, and I do like inhabiting stuff, Damani. So you can inhabit like pretty much anything. You can inhabit a rock and just bounce around if you want. Uh, and just throw it. You can inhabit a bird and just fly around. For some, there's some weird like some of these things have prompts like abilities you can do. Like the bird, you can just poop. I don't know. What did you think of that, Kyle? Did, did you not like press the poop button. No, oh, yeah, no, no. Okay. I hate you, that kind you of You didn't shit. even try it? <laughs> okay, I did it. It's just uh, there. It's yeah. there. I guess you could do it. But it uh, oh, like a crab can pinch. Yeah, you could turn a crab and like pinch Chomps around. Chomps can dig. I yeah. turn into a shark, so, yeah. swim around like you do chomps like that. Cool. It's a very um, just like jolly, relaxing game so far. Obviously, it's kind of you're like trying to get your dad back, which is very terrifying. But it's a very like comfy world very relaxing it's it reminds me of Windmaker Domini, but like not enemies to fight so far you have a slingshot you could shoot some stuff at but i haven't like shot at anything like that yet so i'm still figuring out kind of like what the game is i feel like but i played it and i was like oh yeah it's kind of kind of inviting i'm having like a jolly time here i don't know if it would hold me the whole way through but i liked what i played so far i do wish when i was playing i c- could not help him in like Man, I wish Wind Waker 2 happened where I could just do this <laughs> and go underwater. Like, you can just sail in the ocean down and just jump off your raft and go swimming down if you want to go find stuff. It's really sick. There's just, like, amount of freedom. But, like, I don't know how much cool shit's out there yet. I hope there is. I don't know yet. But I was like, yeah, this game's cool. Um, do you keep, like, uh, the the raft that you mm-hmm. sail on? is? Can you make improvements to it or anything like that, or is it? Uh, you can only change it cosmetic. Yeah, you can okay, change cosmetics. cosmetics. You uh-huh. can change like uh, your character's clothes and stuff. Like I, you can change like their shirt, put a hat on. You get some like face paint too later on, like that. Just little stuff. But I didn't see anything like stat improve wise for your ship or your uh, little raft. Oh yeah, I don't know if you can like make it bigger or anything. Or if it I don't know the same yet. Size I have no or... idea. Okay, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like you need 
a bigger one because you don't need to store anything really. You have a backpack you can pick stuff up and just put in your backpack. Do they have anything with like uh, weather, the waves? Like, can it get like stormy out There's and like, like rain? Waves get bigger? I haven't seen any like gnarly waves like, do or you anything. Sail out in like a storm? Or is that like, I? Those I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I've been out in the ocean; it's been raining, but I haven't seen like you know tidal waves or okay. anything crazy like that. So, Brad, what you you touched on a really th- so I quit this game. Okay. I did play a bunch of this game. I put in my time, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like satisfied with it and I stopped. And what's so funny is that phrase you use where like you're not sure if there's any cool shit left. Mm-hmm. Basically, I saw all the cool shit. Okay. And then I felt content. And so the game really does, it's very open. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the in almost, you know, every area of the game, you can just go to, you know, once the, once that first like once you've had that meeting, right? Once you go to that building and yeah. you're like, okay. Now I'm, the quest has begun. You can pretty much like go wherever you want. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of did, right? And so there's like a weird argument to be made that like I, I was given too much access to the game. I did the whole like treasure hunt. I love this shit where like you get a treasure map in a game, right? Yeah. And it just shows you a drawing of a spot and you got to figure out where that is. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. And that's like a really cool side quest in this game, like a running uh, uh, treasure hunt. And so I did that, right? And then I felt like I just did the coolest thing in this game. I don't really care to see more. <laughs> and so I stopped. <laughs> like, I'd been to every part of every island. You know what I mean? I've seen all of the locations. I've, I've been to all these corners. And so I feel like I've seen the whole game. I'm good. Yeah. I don't really, I get I'm that. not really driven to see more. Yeah, I get but, that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's cool how open the game is. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm probably just in the honeymoon phase where I'm just enjoying being in the world for as it is for now. Like, I just yeah. like looking. I'm playing on PC. It looks very nice so far. Like, I'm looking at the sky and all the colors. I'm like, I just like being here right now. So I'm just confused about risking your dad, then, if you do want to, like, see this completion. Like, how do you even, like, how's that tracked or anything like that? Like, is is that more... I, I, there's like a main story quest. Like I had to try to get this meeting. That was part of the main story. Yeah, kind of thing. But then like they sent that, me off yeah. to another island to talk to this person to get these things to present. So just like a bunch of like fetch. Quest That's what it seems stuff. like okay. right now. Yeah. The funny thing about this game, Damiani, is though there is a skip function. You could skip parts of the game okay. if you True. are stuck. Yeah, but they were like, hey, or if, if you're you just this, annoyed, yeah, yeah, if you're annoyed, but they were like, hey, if you do this, you might miss out on some like lore. Or some cool aspects. Like, I did it just to try it, because they were like, go find some pearls in the water. I was like, well, I've already done that, so I'll just skip to see what it's like. And it's just like, whoop! And cool. I was like, oh, weird. That's, like, kind of interesting they added that in there. All right. So like, it's this. weird to me that they added an option to skip their game, because they're afraid people weren't enjoying it, or couldn't figure it out. I think it, it might out. be an accessibility thing. I guess so. Yeah. Like, if you just don't know where to find something, maybe? It's, it's the like uh ethical opposite of resident evil 4 offering 299 to buy a ticket <laughs> yeah but resident evil 4 <laughs> you know is not I mean? like, like yo skip this chapter if you just want i know yeah that would be way worse i guess but yeah i, th- I think i think it's an accessibility thing yeah i guess so um, it's just like it's just a weird thing to come to i guess like i don't understand i don't know what their playtesting was like i have no ideas but it i was just surprised by it i guess so but, this game actually, Brad, it does one of my pet peeves, mm-hmm. and Damiani, it's why I don't care about rescuing the father, is that actually the actual beginning of this is a bunch of children being told the story. That's of right, Chia. in the orphanage. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like so basically, a you know what I mean? Like it's it's pretending that nothing of like that you're actually playing is real. You're just playing the story of Chia. But okay. what if and it is like, real, Kyle? What if you find out like at the end, Chia is like the old lady telling the story or something? Oh, that would help. Well, give me a wink. 
So I have no if idea. That's, <laughs> if that's actually how it ends, text me a wink face. And okay. Like, okay. I'll okay. It if I but for it. now, like, I don't want to. I don't. There's no stakes in a in a story of a story. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get that. I guess it's one of my pet peeves. Story within a story. What about uh, the Princess yeah. Bride then? You know, I hate Princess Bride. That's why the whole Shrek thing started. Donald. I know. I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But um. Yeah, I guess the the cool hook about the game too, also like Bribery, is just like soul transferring it like into animals, like your Eno from Naruto or some shit, dude. Yeah, like I just turn into like a, a gazelle or like an elk or something. I just run around a forest, See, like jumping around. It's goofy. That's what I I was expecting from all I've seen in this game before it came out. I was expecting that that possession thing was going to be one of the core things to uh, like. People give you quests, and it's like, oh, this bird, like, the, like you listen to the NPC and be like, well, the birds have no trouble doing this. So it's like, oh, I got to go collect some, like, r- eggs or something from mm-hmm. this bird nest. So, like, if I just become the bird, it'll let me go up there and, like, take the eggs. I can fly away. Or some hard-to-reach place to get something. Or you need to get pearls in the ocean. Well, become a fish. It'll be easier to swim down and, like, you mm-hmm. know. Whatever, like stuff like or crab, and go like pick one up. I was expecting a little bit more. I think structured it'll probably quest turn like, into that more. Okay. So, I would say it's it's much more open ended than that. They will yeah. say go get pearls, and it is faster if you're a fish. But they never like you must be to be a yeah. fish to do this. Oh, exactly. I, yeah, I was like I was not necessarily saying that NPCs are going to tell you, but like if you like yeah. paid attention to like maybe some idle chatter, it'd be like, oh, like you know, you're at the wharf and like you need to go pearls, and someone's like, oh, those pesky crabs have been stealing all the pearls. Like, well, there you go. Like, you know, yeah. actually rewarded for engaging with the, the world by mm-hmm. getting some more information, like the world building, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is very much still an open world game with the tropes of like your, your, your towers, you know? There's like points in the game you just climb up and she just goes, okay. like yells in it, like uh, kind of just shows you on the world, stuff like that. If you go to, if you unlock like uh, docks or whatever, you can fast travel to them. So there's some traditional open world stuff there. But um, yeah, I would like to keep playing it. It's peaceful right now, but I don't know how long it'll last. But I'll write it out till it gets boring mm. or whatever. Okay. Uh, Reptile Scorpio wrote and said, Howdy, allies. I love Chia so much. It has such a cozy. Uh, earnest vibe running through the whole thing. I'm honestly blown away by how fun it is to move around. Being able to scale everything is a ton of fun, and I'm shocked at how few issues I've had in terms of getting stuck on geometry or Chia moving differently to what I had imagined in my brain. As someone who has been on holiday to New Caledonia, it got me thinking of other unique places I'd love to explore, such as a truly dense city like New York. Do you have any holiday destinations you'd love to revisit in video game form? All right, well, firstly, I'm going to recommend Spider-Man to the person who wrote I was saying question. that, like, I thought, yeah, everyone thought Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah, very good recommendation, but also to give one, like, a little bit of, like, a positive shout-out to Forspoken, you know, given a, a, its reception. First chapter of that game is in New York, um, and you're walking around New York with the potential of, like, this open-world New York, and I'm like... Could I just spend my whole time here with all those cool powers, like, you know, infamous prototype style and just, like, be set in the city? I mean, that was really, really tempting. But if you want, like, a more chill, just walk in the streets for, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes, you could do that as well. But Spider-Man's definitely the way to go. Or Miles Morales, yeah. Uh, One of my favorite trips I've ever taken was to uh, Havana in Cuba. Cool. And, like, uh, Far Cry 6 is, like, 
a Cuba like. You're yeah, right. They're yeah, never yeah. they never call it this. It's also like yeah, it's you know it's its own made up country. I think. And I was like tempted. I was a little, t- but it's still a Far Cry game, and I still said no. But parts of it were like, man, that's like. It's such a it's such an interesting spot to put a video game in, mm-hmm. almost, but still, it was Not a little too far cry for, for me to take that leap. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, places I'd like to do, you know, why don't you do South Dakota? Let's just set something there in South Dakota. You've been to South Dakota? Yeah. Why? Family reunion. You have family in South Dakota? Yeah, some. Cool. Yeah. Well, Wait, what is that? I, if I close my eyes and imagine South Dakota, I'm just like imagining like Rocky Mountains. Uh, not not where I was, but like craggy mountains, I guess. I don't really. What was it like where you were? Describe it, Kyle. I don't know. Like it reminded me of the Sandlot for some reason. Some of it, like there was a pool that just reminded me of the Sandlot. There, just some neighborhoods. I don't know. I can't like. You want to play a game where it's just like it's just like a pool in neighborhoods? Just some weird ass setting, Kyle. Just some <laughs> yeah. weird, unexpected cool. place. No, Every movie takes place in South Dakota because it's boring. Yeah. Every game and movie is like, we're in San Francisco. We're in New yeah. York City. You've been here yeah. eight million times. It's like, t- t- take me somewhere else I've never been. Somewhere. That's what I want. Some weird-ass place we never go. So let's go to South Dakota. Yeah, sure. I want next GTA 7 on the moon. Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? Future GTA. Because there's nothing on the moon. No, not future, yet, Kyle. Future, make it. GTA future. It's like a future city on the moon. GTA 7. Yeah. Okay. I'm not buying it. I'm yes, not you buying would. It. Okay. You're a That's streamer. A you would answer. absolutely buy it. Promise me, promise me you actually want to play that video game. What? GTA on the moon? If it yeah. like looks sick and yeah, like they sure, have like space it. missions and stuff, like goofy ass, like, oh. like, you know, in their own like engine like doing like so like flying a plane now it's like a spaceship mission or whatever and like mm-hmm. yeah Kyle, like, you got okay. space guns now i would love for gta to be somewhere i haven't bit played already in a gta game oh yeah that's not happening for 20 more years exactly yeah it's not yeah. it's like we're just going to the same <laughs> fucking places every time it's like they obviously look way different because they're on different generations it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't wait to be in um fucking vice city again because that's where yeah. six is gonna be Mm-hmm. It's like cool. You can go anywhere in the world, but we keep going to the same places. Again, could be yeah, on the right, fucking let's moon, go to dude. South Dakota. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to South Dakota, dude, or North Dakota. Whatever. Go to mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I guess North Dakota is more mountainous than South Dakota. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah all right. I don't know the geography too well there. Let us know. Let us know if you live well, in one of the Dakotas, dude. Write in. Tell us about it. I'll be sure to inform Kyle. All right, this is from Matthew Leonard. Chia, this game keeps putting me to sleep in such a chill. It's such a chill oh. time, and just running around or traveling on boat, I find myself falling asleep. Anyone else get sleepy playing certain games? Uh, Animal Crossing made me tired. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Uh, playing a game like a repetitive thing in a game or yeah. a game I've played a lot. Uh, right before, uh, was it a uh, Fire Emblem Engage? Um, Playing it in my bed with like the the yeah. the neck thing yeah. that holds my switch up for me when I'm lying down in my bed, so I can just like oh Kyle, dude, Kyle is this something you this. talked about before? Oh, what Kyle, is this? Yeah, Kyle doesn't know about this, dude. So Huber uh, is obsessed with this thing. <laughs> like, like Huber's a, got one too. A, no, no, no. Huber is obsessed that Dominic does this. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's like uh, last year. Um, uh, forget who. I, someone I follow on Twitter 
was tweeting out like life hack stuff. Um, like mm-hmm. uh, there was a trend, like uh, like tweet today, tweet out your life hack thing, and someone's like, I use this for my phone in bed, so I don't get like you know the gooseneck thing by like looking up at your phone in your bed and hurting your neck. And I'm like, wait, what? And it's this like little like crane thing, like this like. I don't know. It's like this like pole thing that can bend real easily and one attaches to your bed post if you have one or you have a desk or a side table next to it. You can attach it to anything that can clamp onto um, and then it's very sturdy and you can like bend it so you can like angle it over your head so you can like lie down and you're like looking. It's like right in front of you as you're lying down on your pillow and so you can either use the Joy-Cons or just hold a Pro Controller and so – I was using it for my phone, but then I found out it supported my. It could hold up my Switch as well, and so I love just playing a game and like instead of like going to sleep and like trying to hold a game, like I'm too tired, I don't want to do that. I just put it up there and I can like play it. Like my arms are relaxed and stuff. It's so much better for you. So you're like gaining like an extra twenty to thirty minutes, I bet, of playing the game. Yeah, and it's not just it's avoiding the discomfort. Like I don't need to stay yeah. up in my desk to play on like docked or anything. And it was never very like in bed. I can like maybe do like ten tw- 20 minutes tops, probably 15 minutes before I had to reposition myself because I was uh, getting a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I get that. Now I don't yeah. do this. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like I, I'll maybe like. 45 minutes like I will feel like I need to like maybe turn or something it's like you probably shouldn't do it for too long of a time no matter what like just like you shouldn't stare at a TV for too long um, but yeah it, like I've done it I like it makes me love going like to lie down and play a game at the end and uh, yeah it's just a uh, a lot of games like even RE4 I was playing OG RE4 in the lead up to remake and I get to a part where I'm just like running, backtracking, and I'm like, I'm dozing off. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, hit the hit the power, like you know, the sleep button. And like, all right, and I can just go back. To, I can go to sleep like that. So nice. <laughs> I just like push it, hit the power button or something, push it to the side, yeah. and like uh-huh. go to sleep. So That's nice. like wake behavior. up, bring it back over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, for phone, it's great because the alarm's going off. You like you're fumbling for your phone for your alarm. I know it's right there. I just like bump. It's like Jetson style. I'm like, mm, yeah, it is cool. it's really yeah. nice. Oh, one last thing about Shia before oh, I forget, because I didn't bring it up, is um, so your ukulele, Damiani. Mm-hmm. It's very Zelda. Like you can play songs on your ukulele to do things. I think uh, like what I, I have right I now is saw like this you can video, change yeah. the time of day. Yep, just by playing a little song. Just a very simple like Zelda like system. But I was like, oh, it's cute. I liked it. Uh, so the, some of the best ones are like you can summon particular animals. That so is like cool. if you need a dog. You do like D A A G, right? Yeah. And then a dog appears, and then you can like go into that dog immediately, and then just you can be a dog for that a second. That is cool. I do like that. Those Did you do the the rock balancing thing, dude? It was kind of like weird too. You can bounce some rocks on Manny too in the game at mm. some parts. That's how you unlock new songs. Yeah. And I was like fiddling okay. with the rock. I was like, this is not as like smooth as I want it to be. And I just like made some abomination of my rock standing up like that because it's like, uh, it's whatever. Unrealistic physics. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's whatever. Yeah. All right, uh, Kyle, you've been playing Fortnite. You've been playing a long time. Yeah, a long time now. Have you been playing a lot this season? Weekly? Uh, Since October, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've got this weekly, my weekly, like, friend group that plays video games together every, every Tuesday night. We group up. And we used to, like, just go through a game, multiplayer, you know what I mean? We'd play it for a couple of months, and we move on to the next one. You played one. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 with this group, right? Was this this group? Um, one, of the, one of the guys, yeah. But Ultimate Alliance, oh, you're right, yeah. This is that group. I forgot. You can play more than one uh, other person with Ultimate Alliance 3. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, 
We played Ghost of Tsushima. We played Strange Brigade. Oh, you know, we, you know, you go through them. You go yeah. through them. But we have not dropped Fortnite. Yeah. Like Fortnite has become, it's been become like Fortnite night every Tuesday. So I'm like deep into Fortnite. Yeah, hell yeah. Dude. I'm like checking subreddits. I'm like looking oh, forward to the, the weeklies. You know what I mean? Getting the leaks. Today's, tonight is Fortnite night and I'm excited to hop in and get some new weeklies. There's a, it's Attack on Titan stuff now. I it saw. is. Yeah. You can get Eren Yeager with the battle pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't Levi love and, Attack on Titan. I mean, I don't like. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I know a lot of people do, so you get hyped. I'm still waiting for One Piece characters. That's what I'm waiting for. I mean, what's they added them to uh, Overwatch in a weird way? But anyway, um, One Punch Man. Yeah, it's 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 fucking weird how like how well they're supporting the game. I guess yeah. you know what I mean. How like we're talking about like yeah, this is a season, right? And each new week there is a new thing that's different, and each like couple of weeks there's like something that changes everything dynamically, mm-hmm. right? Like this week with Attack on Titan, they're like the uh, the thigh blasters they shoot out. Yeah, and so like yeah, now we got our thigh blasters that it, like now you can just use your little thigh blaster cords to zoom over here and then slash a guy like that's just crazy mm-hmm. what a crazy thing to add to a game and then just like it'll be gone in a few more weeks you yeah. know like that's just temporary and it might never um, come back so yeah yeah the, and the, so like the gear the go omni ahead. directional yes. mobility gear yes. thing like that thing that's yeah that, that yeah. holy crap yeah you might want to yeah. bend on me <laughs> i just want to see it they just added it for the hell of it yeah, just because they can it's so crazy to me how well the game is supported and just like uh it's it's been wild to like you know Fortnite's been around for a while and I've never gotten into it into it and uh, I think it was no build mode made it. I think that brought accessible. a lot of people in mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people. I but got at the into same it late time, too. What I admire about it so much is that like it makes it fun even if you're not winning. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my goal is seldom to win. My goal usually is to like complete my quests. And so like they need people like me to feed into this. Uh, ecosphere of people for other people to shoot yeah you know what i mean like if if you have a game that's like a hundred people and one person wins 99 people are disappointed unless you give them something to be happy about and like that's what that's what they've really nailed i'm really impressed by all that i just think the world is so interesting to be into i think it's an awesome Mm -hmm. world honestly the island like the new um they added like a a cyberpunk city damiani essentially now and it looks so sick there's like holograms in the sky and everything. You got these awesome like motorcycles now you oh, could ride cool. on, dude. It's just like I don't grind rails. It, gr- grind rails. Yeah, you could be Sonic the Hedgehog now, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like am so impressed about this game. Like for years, we heard Huber talking about it. You know, always talking yeah. gushing, dude. You know, Thanos is in. It's like I was kind of always like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to build though. I'm like, I don't care about that shit. You know, baby game. But then like. It just happened, man. I just got into it. I was like, all right. I think having a friend group like Kyle does, like I play with Huber and our friend Grumbomb. If you just have the a friend group like it, this is such a great game that anyone can hop into. It doesn't cost anything. And you can play this on any platform, whatever you got. You can play with people on different platforms. It's so easy to play with people in this game. I think that's one of its greatest strengths too. And Kyle, I do love the battle pass in the sense that if you do it, you get enough currency every time to buy another battle pass. Yeah. So you could just buy one battle pass and just keep unlocking the battle passes every single season for free if you want, if you want to do that. 
And yeah, uh, to me, it's it's the model. It's the product. It's what yeah, everyone it's, else should be looking yeah, at. Exactly, yes, you should be looking at. If you're making a game as a service right now, just look at Overwatch Fortnite. Overwatch two needs consider to what do they're this. Doing. They need to yeah. look at so this. So basically, the only few remaining ones that have any chance should look at this, since yes. everyone else trying to get into this should should stop, since so many have been closing down this year. I'm telling you, Suicide Squad should be taking notes. <sighs> they won't, but Suicide they should. Squad. <laughs> Good lord. Very nervous about that game. I think everyone. But is. yeah, like Brad. So what, like, what, is the season like three months, three or four months? Yeah, it's like basically? three or four months. Yeah, there's something to do every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're progressing across this timeline. New quests, new the, story. The friend who is like not into it gets a, to a certain level. The friend who's way too into it finishes the season pass, but then there's more shit beyond that even. Yeah. And so like, there's just it's like strangely like they know how to make a progression. They do. And keep you motivated to continue playing. Yeah. Maybe in a dark way. Like, maybe it's bad, but uh, I'm really impressed by the way that they implement their hooks. Yeah, I am too. Their monetization and, like, player retention Mm -hmm. strategies are very good. I'm very impressed with it. Yeah. I've been. Yeah, I mean, you've played with us. Yeah. And you've had a good time. I I recognize how, you know, the quality and the effort they Mm -hmm. put. that Epic is putting into that. That yeah. that's why it is. Yeah, know, and like, only like so many companies king. can afford to do that. <laughs> oh, you know, like Epic, obviously, and maybe like Activision, Blizzard, and Apex. Oh, yeah. There are like a few EA. companies that could. I mean, I think Apex probably, from what I've seen, is like you know mm-hmm. does you know pretty well. Yeah, too. Apex is cool. But I mean, they're turning around. They they had a rough uh, season yeah. pass when yeah. that game first started. But this is what it takes. Like this is the yeah. dedication, resources, yeah. the, the the scheduling of content, the 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 character, the progression system that you need. As you said, Kyle, like other everyone should be taking notes because this is pretty much the only path to longevity. If you just want to be around for maybe a year or two, sure, do your own thing. If you want to be around for several years or more, this is kind of the proven model mm-hmm. right now. Until you can figure out something better. I mean, this is kind of what people like, and you know, yeah. people generally don't like to to change into something unknown. Yeah. They like sticking with what's familiar. And dude, honestly, the collabs they do in this game are oh, very yeah. good. Like, Top obviously, notch. they have like yeah. insane characters. Like, oh, you just yeah. be fucking Goku with a shotgun killing um, yeah. Darth Vader or something like that. And it's like, yeah, that can happen in Fortnite. But some of the collabs they do, like introduce new weapons and stuff. Like when Dragon Ball, they had the Kamehameha. With My Hero Academia, they had, I don't know, like, what the move is, but they had a specific move from that, and it's like, now we got the gear from um, Attack on Titan. It's, like, really cool how they take these crossovers and incorporate things from that into the game itself. And they don't give a shit if if it's, like, weird or, like, breaks the game necessarily. They just want you to have fun. I think that's an important part, is just, like, making it fun. Yeah. Like, it looks, like, visually... It passes the the visual test, but like mechanically, it just like yeah. feels fun in Fortnite. And uh, yeah, they they're 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 clearly the best at doing this. Like, yeah, I would say before Fortnite existed, you know, Smash Brothers crossovers were like yeah, the yeah. big thing, like from uh, Brawl and Wii U. But then like Fortnite started up in that time frame, and like mm-hmm. as big of a deal as every Ultimate. I mean, Ultimates had some like pretty big moments, but like. Yeah. It's so commonplace in Fortnite. I think that's why it doesn't get the excitement, but like it has the staying power where it keeps people coming back because they expect these big little things. Where Nintendo is like, I hope this next character is a big deal. Or it's Fortnite's like, this will be a big deal. You don't even have to question us on that. Mm-hmm. And all is going to be a big deal, but the stuff we add on top of it, you're going to love it mm-hmm. too. Uh, Kyle, did you do like um, the Indiana Jones stuff? Like the quest for that? That was. Just before my time. Oh man, I saw you guys trying yeah, to do yeah that. like yeah. they had like this like ruined temple area, man, and you'd go through, and they had the ball 
from I Indiana Jones. Like, Huber tried to do it Huber and got, got killed in there. Trampled yep. from yep. it is yep. so yep. cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I you know what I was just thinking of while we were having this discussion yeah. about like who needs to take notes? Is our the uh the recent Capcom presentation where they show off the season pass for Exo Primal. Oh. And I'm looking at it and I'm shaking my head and yeah. I say, You have no chance. Yeah. Immediately. Right? Like you can just tell that the way that they've designed their season pass is not exciting enough there's no like natural progression it just looks like a bunch of shit you don't care about Mm -hmm. in costumes that are hard to differentiate it's hard to like care about any of the skins that you're unlocking next and so like it's easy like that's why i think it is nice to have something like fortnite where it's like this is the model it like you can point to it. You can say, this is what's wrong with Exoprimal, is that they're not differentiating the tiers, that the, the skins aren't as exciting as these skins to unlock, or even mm-hmm. these weapons or dances or emotes. Like, they make all of those things themed and exciting and important, and you can just see where you're going. Yeah. You know where you are, where you came from, and where you're going to at all times. And so, like, yeah, I'm impressed by that. Yeah. It's like, to me, it's why Exoprimal looks insufficient yeah because in even terms like, of its own season pass fortnite you get like completely new characters that they just make for that like their own unique characters they just make completely new characters like wild shit but like last season damiani like you got doom slayer on the yeah. battle pass and you got Geralt. it's like it's so overpowered that people can't compete with that i i would almost like it, they already have a working relationship with like almost everybody except nintendo characters sure. that's yeah and that's square pro- yeah. Sure. Well, they but, have Lark. No, they actually, Square doesn't own that yeah. anymore. But I would say, yeah. like, uh, going back to, like, Exoprimal, I, I mean, obviously, you still want to, like, make your own games, mm-hmm. but sometimes hindsight, you know, is everything. It's 2020. But I would even say, like, maybe it would have been better for Capcom to approach Epic and be like, what if we made you a new mode for like a special event, like an like Exoprimal is like a mode where we just dump in a bunch of dinosaurs onto the map, and it's like this chaos. Like I think that would have got way more traction, been way more yeah. popular than what X. Ex- sadly, what Exoprimal is going to do in its lifetime. Well, like Exoprimal, you have to buy, except a Game Pass. It'll be on Game Pass. Yeah, it's cool, but it's like that already is a huge barrier. But it's like for well, people yeah. nowadays, people. Yeah, if you're playing a battle royale, people expect it to be free because the biggest ones are. Yeah. Epic could have been like, hey, we'll front you the development money for it. Like, we like what we see. Like, we want it by this time. And then we'll cut you in for, like, this much of, like, you know, that battle pass or whatever. Like, just... Like, Hold on. In this scenario, Epic is playing paying Capcom? Because they're in the development of it. No, like, Capcom would have to play, pay Epic to be able to be okay. featured within Fortnite. You know what I mean? Well, uh, this would be like Epic's I, got this this thing okay. that's huge. Like they don't they don't need Exoprimal to come in and advertise. You know so, what I mean? Okay, <laughs> for, okay. For specifically for Exoprimal, yeah, Capcom would have to pitch and like yeah. make it lucrative. But if I were Epic, the next thing I'd be looking at is like reaching out to game companies. Like, would you want to make us a mode? Like, would you be in, like for Resident Evil? Like, would you like to make like a like a, a mansion on the map where it's like survival horror part of it or something? Like for a limited like one month event, that's like the next level. I think you have the characters and these gameplay mecha- or the weapon mechanics, and you've had some traversal mechanics. I think you know, kind of not gimmicky, but like new design mechanics like that would be kind of cool. Uh, to the do. possibility beca- yeah. of that is becoming more likely. Their new uh, creative thing. Which yeah, looks insane. That, 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 we can build. That's what I'm thinking of. That the thing they announced, the that that's huge. Yeah. So the the way they currently do that, Damiani, for like you know, like Dragon Ball Z, it's like okay, well you have a Dragon Ball Z map and you go and do cool DBZ quests. 
kind of fun, honestly. But those are made by like people who are already using the tools and already yeah. in the community, and then they just pay those people to do it. I think that's probably how it works. Okay. Even if it's like a game design promotion, gotcha. even if it is like Resident Evil World, they wouldn't be Capcom making Resident Evil World. It'd be like one of those people who's already in with the tools and already consistently makes user created. Gotcha. Content. Because I know Huber showed me when they did uh, Konoha or mm-hmm. Naruto. Like yeah. it was like, oh, this is all yeah. like this wasn't made by either Epic or that was made by this group. But I was like, oh, okay. I was like, dang, like how did they get like this all done and stuff? Um, but yeah, like obviously, you know, maybe there's some like middle ground with that like new creation tool. Like maybe there will be like a, a corporate level where businesses like Capcom has like they know a good community team of like fans who already do like modding. Like they just reach out to them. Like, would you like to make like a Spencer mansion for Fortnite? Like, uh, like, a, like a specific oh map with like the exterior yeah. as well. Like make an original Resident Evil, like based map or something Zombie in Fortnite's mode, engine. Or, yeah. And like, it'll be a special map that they'll like promote or something. You're explaining something that will happen in the future. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. And I'm confident that like, yeah, you're right. They got to do that. Uh, yeah. I, I like that's, like what they got to be getting at with this this creative oh, tool. Yeah. But back to the thing, like yeah, it's just very impressive. Like the the everything they're doing with this, like they have everything behind them, and almost makes me like wish. Like obviously, you like said like everyone should be taking notes. Like even things that are successful. Like uh, for me, like Final Fantasy fourteen, I uh, that game's development still kind of like hi- like hindered a little bit by like the restrictiveness of the the engine and the limitations it's like man i wish they had a a huge team like epic has like with unreal like Mm. behind them to like be cutting edge with like their technology so they're not limited by anything like if they want to do this they could do this like 14 is clearly has limitations because of their tech and it's like man like like even the competition that wants to try because like they have like the same content cycle it's a subscription base so like they're getting more money but Mm -hmm. like yeah, even they can't really compete with that because they can't compete on the tech end. It's just like, you know, Fortnite's yeah. just so far ahead. Juggernaut, dude. Yeah. They are a juggernaut. Uh, Andreas Klinthaus wrote in, On the 11th, Fortnite will have Attack on Titan event, which will bring Aaron Yeager to the game, and what looks like also Misaka and Levi. My question, do you think Fortnite will ever lose steam and fall off? How much more can they add, and when will it eventually does and and when it eventually does go offline? What do you think will happen to all the skins players have purchased over the years? At this point, I feel like myself personally have spent at least a couple hundred pounds, and I'm on the low end, still hoping for one piece. Love and respect, dude. Oh my I, god, one I piece? feel you like kidding me. Yeah, I feel like out of every game online right now, Fortnite. Fortnite has like the will have the longest life cycle of any of them. I, I feel like this game will just keep going. No, and, yeah, and, they just keep building on. And it. because of who's behind it, I yeah. think worst case they would just like open that up to like the community. It's uh, like if, like it the shit hit the fan moment. They'd be like, you know what, we can't mon- like we can't monetize. It's not worth it. But you know what. Community, you can take this code. Like, what was the game that some online service game did Dreams. that? Dreams just shut dreams? down today. Oh. Or is shutting down. No, someone, like, just gave out the code. Like, we, we'll let the community continue this game. We can't update it oh. anymore. But, like, we community, you can do it. It was some MMORPG know. or something. They, they, they did it, like, in the last two years. But I would imagine, like... Either officially or unofficially, the community would just carry the torch and find ways to run that game, mm-hmm. like through private servers or whatever. Like it'll well, be I like, mean, like I guess Epic did that with uh, shoot. It was a multiplayer Paragon? game. 
Paragon, right? They just uh, like here's that, all the that Paragon was it. Assets. It was yeah, it was Paragon. So it was Epic. So like yeah. they would probably just do that for thank you. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah if it was that, then they 100 percent would just do it for Fortnite at some point if it ever became just not mon- uh, financially possible for them to you know keep running that game. They'd be like, you know what? If you guys want to front the cost, here you go. Have mm-hmm. you know have at it. You know. So what's funny about this question is it's happened to me very recently uh, with Marvel's Avengers. In which I did absolutely buy some costumes. You right. know what I mean? Game gets shut down. Your costumes don't work. It will actually that game will work offline forever. So yeah, I could load it up technically and still have those. But like, you're so right in that this is the safest game to buy costumes for. You know what I Feels mean? Like, like it. it's safer than than FIFA where you have to reset every year, or like you know Warzone where it's like, well, there will be a new Warzone eventually. You know, like right. Um, in terms of like the games you're spending your money in. It is like, yeah, the most secure, but also like you can't think of it that way. None of this is an investment. You know what I mean? Like all games will die eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so like, yeah, that hundreds of pounds that this person spent on on skins, eventually you won't care about it. I think when the game finally is dead, you're not going to be that sad about it and you'll be playing something else that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Or we'll be dead by then. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will not outlive Fortnite. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you spend lots of money in a game, you're absolutely right. Like, you just know that you know, an online game, that doesn't necessarily translate to, like, not even just an investment. It's like you don't even, like, really get to keep that stuff forever. I mean, it's just it, – it's it's something you were meant to enjoy. It's like going to a theme park. You keep the memories and stuff. Like, yeah, you can maybe buy some memorabilia, but, like, you know, it's – theme park will close down someday or whatever you don't like it, it's temporary it's like it's an exp- it's like that's the point of it so i think i see that with any online game like especially like in something more i i'm not trying to say fortnite's less of like you know earned what you play like the time spent into it but like any big mmorpg like world of warcraft 14 11 which is even worse than any of those with their grindiness it's like eventually you leave those things and you don't get to take that stuff with you mm-hmm. and maybe one day they yeah. shut down it's like that's if you're not okay with that i feel like you should probably not jump in in the first place like that's you know that's maybe not the best Just reality you know, of especially yeah. online gaming yeah i think that's not the you know the best maybe mental state to to, to commit to yeah. that but generally yeah same thing like even like within like seasons like uh what's the big thing like when uh people do something in the moment and then like later on it's like you can either buy it or it's easy to get like just over time like older things become easier to do generally it's like who cares like you know when you if you did it right away that was you were part of the zeitgeist you got it when it mattered like everyone like oh that was cool you got that flashy weapon or oh you like got like that outfit and then you know when everyone has it like six weeks or six months later it's like well, everyone has it now. Who cares? Like, you know, but also for people who want it eventually, like, I don't like who cares mm. either. Like you just it's what you want to get out of it. Are you doing it for, you know, the bragging rights or for, you know, to look cool? Or are you doing it for like the personal satisfaction? Like there's no right answer. Everyone has their own reasons for why they're doing it. It's just like you just need to be OK with it and probably not care as much, you know, about other things. So I get it. You have a lot of good memories that you play, like if you play Fortnite for like many, many years, and eventually, like it maybe it shuts down. It's like it's sad, but I mean, it's like with everything, like fortunate morbid reality is that like almost everything has to end. So yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right, Dominic. Let's talk about um, 
The Resident Evil 4 Mercenaries. Yo, yes. You've been you you've been hyped about Resident Evil 4. We've been talking about this off camera too. Tell me about it. Yeah, so finally they added the the mercenaries. Uh, originally, in it was in, finally. Well, it was concluded in Resident Evil Four when it came out uh, for GameCube and all other versions of the original version of RE Four. This was added in uh, just a few weeks after. Mm-hmm. Very so, very quick. I feel like two two weeks. Yeah, right? yeah it was like so. Two weeks. I want to give them a shout out for not waiting forever. Like there was clearly yeah. a point where they could have waited. Like I would say, even like a month was probably the upper limit of what they could have waited for this before people would probably like move on and not care as much. So two mm-hmm. weeks is pretty good, um, but there'll definitely be people said should have been ready day one, you know, because the original whatever. That's I don't agree with that. It would have been nice, but like OG game, the game as is is so damn impressive that it's cool waiting two weeks for them to polish off the mercenaries. Mercenaries finally here. Uh, three maps to for to begin instead of four. They uh, have the the village. Um, which is literally just the village uh, part again, so the one everyone's familiar with. Um, they then have the castle, which is the part right outside with the cannons. It's that it's that stretch of the castle segment before you breach the the gate, and then they have the island, which is the part before Mike shoots down the gate um, in the original one, if you remember that, so that you uh, where all the like the turret guns are and stuff like that with like the sequence of Mike. It's that sequence. Um, and they don't have the Waterworld map. Uh, not yet. Not yet. It might be added. And then there are four playable characters as of now. Um, there will likely be more, but for now there's four. There's Leon. Um, there's Krauser, who also returns. Um, and there is uh, the, well, the newcomer, Luis. Mm-hmm. You have Luis added in for the first time playable. Never been playable before. And then, oh, he, cool. and then you got fan favorite Hunk. Hunk is back. Um, you know, umbrella special ops, whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, the guy with the gas mask yes. with red eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they each come with their unique weapon sets. So, like, Leon's like an all around. Um, he's got like the handgun, shotgun, sniper rifle, got some grenades. Luis has the red nine pistol. Um, and uh, uh, bolt action sniper rifle, so the slower reload. What's Luis's super? So they okay. So each of them has a super called like uh, mayhem mode, and mm-hmm. there's a meter at the bottom that fills up over time, and as you like do kills, and there's also these uh, yellow orbs you can break that will charge them up as well, and then you hit in both analog sticks and you activate mayhem mode. And it unlocks a super ability for Leon. It just powers up all his ability. It just does more damage. Um, so he kills things way easier and he takes less damage. For Luis, he brings out dynamite sticks, kind of like <laughs> he does in the game. And he drops <laughs> it down and he can shoot it and blow it up right away. Or he can like lure, like wait there and like lure some people, uh, some ganados over and blow uh-huh. them up. Krauser does his transformation into like his, uh, his Las Plagas mode, his like beast mode mutation. And he just like uses his like like claw arms to like to spam like tear through everything as that meter's depleting. And then Hunk. Hunk specializes in a submachine gun. Um, when you activate mayhem mode, he has unlimited ammo, no reload. So you can just like start firing, like just mow down everything. And it goes down really slow for his. So it's really powerful. Um, Hunk also has the one shot kill. Um, when you do, uh, when you have a melee prompt, um, he'll do his neck snap, which is really satisfying. He does like the thing and he does like a little animation after it. Like he's like taunting the dude when he kills him. Um, really nice. Uh, Krauser has his, uh, explosive bow and arrow. 
Um, so that returns as well. Very cool. Yeah, he's a little. Uh, yeah, you gotta really learn how to play with these characters. They have different play styles. Obviously, the there's the green orbs that restore time. The so they have the time uh, nodes, and then uh, there's a new thing. There's 150 enemies on each map total. Um, if you run out of time, you won't see all of them. But like the goal, you, you absolutely have the ability to kill all of them, and it's absolutely possible to chain all 150 kills into a 150 kill combo. And they plan for that because that's how you get like the rankings. You start with a C ranking, which is the lowest. It's all score based. They have C, B, A. Then you have S, S plus, and S plus plus. Um, and S plus plus is like a million or more points. And uh, for leaderboards, they have leaderboards for this. Um, you can get everyone. There have been a bunch of people already are killing all 150. It comes down to how much time you have remaining on uh, uh, how much time you have remaining and the manner in which you killed. Because like headshots. Headshot kills, more points. They also, headshot kills give you, like, more time. Mm-hmm. After your 10 kill on your combo, if you have a 10-hit combo, you start getting a time multiplier for those types of kills as well. So there's a lot of, like, elements, like, little small details to keep track of. Because it's very easy to reach the end and get, like, a pretty decent score. But going for that high score, um, the maps seem very simple. But you got to really start to prioritize I mean, you could do stealth kills. Like, there's a whole bunch of tools you can use, but it's about unleashing your hitting the 150 combo and also maximizing your points, reaching that. Like, using your mayhem mode mm-hmm. at key points where it's going to earn you the most uh, most value. Like a bunch of boss like enemies, like the tougher enemies come out. Maybe you want to like one shot, save that to one shot them, so like you can like you know not waste a lot of ammo so you could save your more powerful ammo to like like especially on Leon the sniper rifle like just picking off those headshots from afar just kind of like keeping your cool is a nice strategy it's weird to me this it works because it sounds like you're having fun mm-hmm. so Resident Evil is survival horror you know what I mean and what you're describing is like fast-paced action arcade Yes. And it, so it's crazy because it's mostly the same mechanics, right? Oh, yeah. It's the exact same mechanics, but like it's very generous. Like you have so much health. Um, it's like very hard. It's, you can die. Like if you die, it just counts your score. I think the old one, it just invalidated your run. You didn't get your score. This one, it just mm-hmm. ends your score right there when you die, which is kind of nice. So you don't feel like you wasted your time. But it's really hard to die. And the, the, the Ganados are very, like, I think they're on the easiest mode difficulty. Like, they don't, like, try and grab you very often. It's very easy to just run through a pack of them and not take any damage. So they, they're, they're, they're very, it's very much like running gun arcade, whereas that RE2 remake mode, that, like, gas station last stand, oh, right. was so intense yeah. and chaotic. Like, that was, like, hard and challenging. This isn't meant, this reaching the end is this is not meant to be challenging. It, it, it's it's the getting the high scores the challenging part. So mm-hmm. it's about they want you to be able to deal with everything. It's about using your smarts and your knowledge. To like, how's the best way to chain these combos? What's the best pathing through this to like maybe hit all the time things as fast as possible and then start accruing more time. So that's really where the depth comes into play. But yeah, it's very simple to enjoy. I think you know it's very easy to get into. Like you just spend a few minutes on a map, you're done. Hey, that had a great time. Got a score. Each I think A or better I think unlocks each new character, and then once all four are unlocked, you're done. Like they're all available on every map, so you don't have to repeat it on every single map. They made it way simpler. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very short distraction. 
Um, cool. And as Brad found out, and as I found out late to the party, um, there is a way to unlock a reward in the main game through it, apparently. I wasn't aware of until way later. Um, uh, the hand cannon, if you get a S or higher ranking with just one character on each of the three maps, you get the hand cannon, which is previously only unlocked by beating professional mode on a new save file. So no like no bonus weapons. You can't use any special weapons, and you have to start with them a fresh save, which is kind of challenging. So they made it much easier to get that. <laughs> so a little bummed out I didn't know about that sooner, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like that they have kind of unique uh, melee moves. Like I do like Luis just whipping out his pipe and whacking mm. a dude. I yes, do like that. That's a good point. Like a baseball bat. Yeah. He has this like wind up swing and like you can actually time it. So if other enemies are charging you, you can catch multiple in them. Just like with Leon's kick. But I think Luis is a little bit more skill based for how you angle your swing. You can like just completely whiff and just hit one person or you get the right angle and you just take out a whole crowd and it's like so satisfying when you, you get like, iframes the whole time too. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, you, all those tricks are back. Like hunks neck snaps doing it. Like you just run up there cause you know, you're going to be safe. All these enemies trying to punch and hit you and stuff. And it's like, nah, I'm safe. And I get a few iframes on the startup and I can just like, just going to aim another head. Oh, there's the prompt. You just, you're just like hunks is surrounded by a bunch of enemies and you're just like headshot. Boom, next snap. Headshot, next Like I just did it. Like When I l- realized that, I did the 150 combo without even thinking about it. Because I just let wow. everyone swarm me, and I'm like, headshot, next snap. It's like so fun, and so, but it's so easy. <laughs> but it's like, it's it's that's how the old one was. Like, Hunk was like sick like that. He did that. Then hopefully, if they add in the other characters, especially Wesker, I want that Wesker dash, man. Really mm-hmm. like looking forward to Wesker coming back. Um, but I will say, like... Um, it's interesting that they don't have like difficulties because the village version of mercenaries definitely felt more challenging yes. than this because you had to hit milestones in order to progress. There were very difficult versions. Like they don't even do that. Like there isn't like a hardcore version or nightmare or whatever they I'm call hoping them. The next thing they add to it will add stuff like that. Sure. That's what I'm hoping. Yes. It seems like something so simple to add on mm-hmm. that, that it would be weird if they didn't, you know capitalize yeah. on that uh k tom 675 wrote in said i just don't understand it why does capcom continue to waste time uh waste time money and effort on half-baked standalone multiplayer re games like resistance or reverse or okay. operation raccoon city when they have not one but two great existing modes in mercenaries and raid mode from revelation titles that could be easily made into standalone games what makes this uh, more baffling is that they made a Mercenaries game for 3DS that I put a ton of time into. So my question is, why is Capcom so hesitant to make either one a, to make either one its own platform or dare I say live service game? Thanks to Stay Easy. Well, for something like the raid mode or like an outbreak, that's the more baffling question. But it probably, as we said, like takes resources a little bit more involvement and it's like how long they want to go on because we just had this lengthy discussion about if you're gonna start offering a service component to your game you know you you kind of like gotta have a good plan and you gotta you you know you gotta support it otherwise people will just you know sniff it out that this this isn't that good you're not gonna support for that long for mercenaries though i will say that 3d version i believe did not sell very well was not well received 
If you had a great time with it, that that's great. I played it, thought it was a terrible port of that Ooh. game. Like three D, it was not meant for the three DS. Like had that that thing where anything more than like 10 feet was like two frames per second animated like Mm. you could use the sniper rifle and not hit stuff for far enough away (laughs) because it like wasn't like the the collision detection wasn't correct on some things at a long enough distance so maybe that soured them on the notion like honestly mercenaries feels like at best an add-on component i don't feel like you should make a whole dedicated mercenaries game or even an online version of that doesn't seem right but outbreak or array thing seems like that's potential there yeah outbreak to me is the answer but that's gonna be very expensive to mm-hmm. do which i don't know if they want to invest in that i think Resident Evil is fine being single player honestly like I, I don't know if it needs to go multiplayer i know people have like really like outbreak mm-hmm. but like Maybe that's best to leave it as that. Sure. All these other multiplayer things have just not gone well. And we keep saying, well, just do Outbreak. It's so simple. And then what happens when they do Outbreak and it's not good? It's like, well, then there's nothing left. Well, they can't treat Outbreak like a side project. It's got to be a very high profile game. And I think this is what this team specializes in. These types of single player games. Don't put them out of their comfort zone. Otherwise, they're going to have to outsource it to another team, which is what happened with right. these other three uh, multiplayer Resident Evil games, and none of them turned out well. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it had co-op to Mercenaries, though, I guess, at some point. They oh, that past th- th- Resident Evil 5 had it, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I like I would absolutely love co-op in Mercenaries. I'll take that. Maybe they remake 5, they'll add it in. Yeah, I'll, I'll take co-op. But like, I don't mean like four player squad. Like, where we have like, you know, we're gonna keep supporting with season pass. Like, that doesn't make any sense sure. to me. Yeah. All right, it's time for some emails. If you want to send in an email or submit things to like um, sort it out and keep it up, and questions for our normal Easy Allies podcast, join us on patreoncom slash Allies. We greatly appreciate it. Kyle, do you have something to say? You look like you're ready. No, I'm just getting my posture right. Okay. I would notice that if, you, if you've just been listening, like I've been slouching for a minute, so sure. I'm getting my posture right. It's easy for, to slouch. You know, yeah. Add attention for these emails. <laughs> uh, this first question is from Neo JD. Allies, how are we currently feeling about Jim's, Jim Ryan's direction for PlayStation? PSVR 2, the rumored Q-Lite, always online mobile device, and the upcoming focus on games as a service, 12 by 2025, have me worried that PlayStation is wasting money trying to chase trends instead of focusing on what makes them great. They're big exclusives. Do you agree? P.S. Kyle, nice to see you at the Allies again. This question is fitting for your consider is fitting for you considering your latest video. That idea of the family commercial was a little too much, though. Smiley face. Um. So like. What we have is like a bunch of rumored hardware for looking at like the next two years, right? Mm -hmm. And also like no new announced games. Mm -hmm. So like no no worries until after June. You know what I mean? Sure. Like Mm -hmm. to to say like I'm worried that they're focusing on the wrong games without seeing the games that they're putting out. That seems messed up to me. Well, I mean, you know, sure. It seems like wasted anxiety to yeah. me. It's like uh, on a on a year where Spider Man Two is coming out this fall, I can't be like, man, I'm really worried about PlayStation. Yeah. Like, like, I can't possibly, yeah. I can't possibly be concerned. Like, I could see like uh, so the direction of all life service games. That sounds like a lot, but um, they still are going to do single player games. 
clearly. Like, you said Spider-Man 2 is still happening. There's going to mm-hmm. be another God of War game. I'm pretty sure there's going to be another Ghost of Tsushima game. There's going to yeah, be stuff happening. Rain. And some of the live service games obviously will vary in quality, but I'm sure factions will probably be very good based on the previous factions they did, so I'm not really so worried about that. And PSVR 2, I think PSVR 2 is cool, but I just don't think VR in general is huge enough for this, especially with this thing. It's expensive, and you need a PlayStation 5 to do it, so I think it's going to be very enthusiast-based. Q Light, I just like whatever. But Jim Ryan in general, I think he's making them a lot of money right now. I don't necessarily agree with everything he's doing, but it's hard for me to get too worried about the future of PlayStation, like you said, Kyle. Because, like, yeah, they like, are... I think a lot of this comes from Kyle right now. Is Sony's been very quiet about what they're doing right now. Very quiet. They're not talking yeah. about a lot of stuff like... Spider-Man, they officially just said, hey, we're planning for it this year. Like, it yeah. got leaked that it's coming out pretty much, but, like, they've been very quiet about what they're saying, and I can understand people being upset about that, but... I'm not necessarily worried about the future of PlayStation. So like at the height of the PlayStation 2, they come out with PlayStation I. You know right. what I mean? And it's not like, oh my God, they're spending money the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like when Last of Us 1 is actually coming, like PS, the height of PS3 is also correlated, overlapping with uh, PlayStation Move mm-hmm. and those dumb Move controllers and those dumb Move games and half of their E3 presentations being Move shit. And so like, it's always been this. Yeah. It's always absolutely been this. PSVR 2 is just PlayStation Move still. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're always trying shit. They're always like trying to sell more hardware and like reaching out and doing other weird things. But yeah. like, that's just part of Sony's history and that, I think that's part of like a responsibility as like a hardware manufacturers to try shit out and see yeah. what sticks. They want to explore and, so, like, and find new things, yeah. but they absolutely, and it seems like they are continuing to do what people like about them. It's like... Exactly. I, you, wouldn't, I couldn't yeah, tell you, like, what is Jim Ryan's initiative? You know what I mean? Like, right. it all seems the same to me. It seems like just what Sony does and what they do. Sure. What do you think, Donnie? I mean, uh, I can't remember who where the rumor came from, but the thing I saw was that... Uh, PlayStation Showcase was supposed to happen like end of last year, but some games were still cooking, and that Sony's supposed to be doing it sometime this summer. And like, and they were saying like big stuff in there, like a lot of game announcements. Mm-hmm. That this is why they've been quiet is because they have this big thing they're waiting to do, and they just want everything to be ready to go so that they don't announce things too soon. And mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, I'm like with Kyle, like I'll wait till the summer, and like I'm hoping they'll have something by the end of the summer where they have some announcements like either obviously i expect the announcement like official announcement about spider-man 2 but also at least one or two other first party games like big you know big projects announced and confirmed and i think that will you know if that happens then that goes a long way to like Mm -hmm. yeah like i get it this is kind of cyclical we go through this every few years with the company whether it's microsoft seems to go through this a lot more than everyone but like Nintendo and Sony, same thing. It's like, yeah, we don't know what the, what's coming up for the rest of the year. I mean, same with freaking Nintendo. Yeah, we know about Pikmin Four, but it's like Beyond Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin Four. It's like, well, what else do they got coming out? They got nothing else past Pikmin Four, so guess Nintendo has nothing coming. It's yeah. like this always happens. So I mean, I, yeah, I think just gotta have a little bit of like patience, mm-hmm. and then uh, again, a lot of rumors. Like, stop putting so much stock into rumors, man. Like. Uh, they pan out, sure, but this this generation specifically, I feel like we've had so many high-profile rumors that just don't come true, or people just seem to be more willing to jump onto them as fact 
and it just starts getting reported as fact. And it's like, wait, when was this actually ever said by said company? It's and then people get disappointed when it doesn't come true. And it's like, yo, like, yeah, I gotta gotta cut back on that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what's been interesting about Sony is um, they're locking down these third party games. And treating them like, you know, big deals like uh, Final Fantasy 16. They're like marketing this game like it's a first party game. Yeah. They're making this like mm-hmm. a huge deal, which I think is really smart for them to do. They're locking down um, that uh, Team Ninja game coming out. I forgot what it's called, but there's like a, an open world samurai kind of thing like that. Sony's getting a lot of third parties, which is kind of filling the gaps for their quote unquote first parties. But it's like Spider-Man 2 is going to be fucking huge. Yeah. That game's gonna be just, massive. Yeah, you just had like God of War last year. You just had God of War, yeah. And you, you had God of War last Spider-Man year. You had two this year. Horizon, and you had oh, yeah, GT Seven, yeah. And you just had PSVR two launch, which like if you're not into that, I totally understand. But that's still part of their output, especially yeah. when they had a Horizon game well, on that. Yeah. Spider Man is gonna sell very well. It, it, like it, it, I think as long as they have like one of those close to those caliber titles coming out every like eighteen months, I think they're in good shape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see what the future holds for them. Yeah, and obviously it's got to be every twelve. Actually, eighteen. You feel? I think it's got. They got to have two or three big releases a year. I think. Oh, I like. I I would say there's like God of War, Spider Man, and like give me some other ones. Like I don't think Horizon's in that same class. Quality wise, yes. Sales and impact wise, no. Horizon sells naughty dog stuff. So it it would be like Last of Us Part Three or whatever they're working on would be the next other thing. But like like GT. Horizon, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, I think is like those need to be like every, every like six ish months in between those gaps as well. Like at least one of those in between. And then third party mm-hmm. games that have exclusive, like a Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. So that's like in a calendar year, that's about three games roughly yeah. that are pretty much PlayStation Experience exclusives right there. Yeah. And, you, and you, that's pretty satisfying, yeah. honestly. Like, and like we got Rebirth coming also, which is. Yeah, that's also going to be like there. Kingdom Hearts 4 will also probably... That could be on Xbox. I don't know, though, now, because Square is not putting anything yeah. on Xbox. I, wouldn't, I would not Nothing. be surprised that has console exclusivity as well yeah. for a little while. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, we will see as things go. Okay, this is from Chris Park. Question. Hey, allies. With Breath of the Wild 2 just mere weeks away, what's your reflection on the post-Breath of the Wild era of games inspired by it? Not just games directly mm. referencing it, like Immortals Phoenix Rising, Genshin, Genshin Impact, but also games that took the spirit of it, like Elden Ring. Do you feel the impact has been made? Is it too soon? Is there not enough? Did the industry take the right or wrong lessons? I feel like, hey man, we were just talking about Chia. Mm-hmm. Chia says, go nuts. Yeah. Here's our world, go nuts. Yeah. Here's your powers, here's your abilities, have as much fun as you want to have. Uh I, there's not enough. There are not enough uh, Breath of the Wild likes, but I, I definitely think it's had an impact. Uh, well, a Breath of the Wild like usually seems very expensive to me. Like sure. Elden Ring is a very expensive game, I'm sure. Very expensive. But yeah. it could pay off, dude, if you do it right. And like Immortals Phoenix Rising is definitely inspired by it, but in my opinion, they did some things wrong and didn't take the right lessons from that game. Yeah, uh, Immortals is more like... An evolution of Ubisoft's yeah, own stuff than Breath of the Wild. Like, just taking, like, some tropes. Like, just adding gliding to your game is not, and like... Stamina meter. Yeah, yeah. stamina meter. I mean, games... How many games can you just, like, climb almost every surface mm-hmm. still? Like, although that was kind of funny in the presentation Nintendo gave that, that new Ascend mechanics. Like, I'm like, huh. 
maybe they don't want you like maybe they think climbing is a little too tedious and they like eh, let's like speed it up a bit like no it's a way to get to the sky islands i mean Come i on, think man. that's what it is but they were just showing like, here's a cave <laughs> we went to the top of the cave and i'm like and they said like you used to be climb everywhere but now you could just do this and i'm like all right <laughs> are you tr- uh what what are you saying here? But I think you're more right. But yeah, I I think yeah the lessons learned were like the, the joy of exploration and mm-hmm. like you don't need uh, people always say like oh this world feels so empty and stuff because there aren't enemies to fight or quests to do. Or in like Zelda, like the moment to moment was the like the 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 uh, wonder of traversal. Yeah, because you were going over these obstacles. Can I get here? Let me just glide down this. Let me shield surf down this. It was just fun to go across the world. And I don't know if enough like enough games do that, honestly. Even in like open right. world, they, yeah. they, they still are focusing on other parts. Because like Elden Ring, you're not doing that. Elden Ring, you're like riding your horse and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, the world looks very visually striking. Yeah, it does. But they're two different things. Like enemy encounters in Zelda, like, okay, they can matter. But like in Elden Ring... It's like every encounter can be a struggle. Yeah, and like of course. you feel like it, it, oh, this could be the moment where something stupid happens and I die. Where in Breath of the Wild, it's like, uh, like I, I'm gonna try something clever. Like it, like it was more about like physics based stuff. Can mm-hmm. I pull this off? Mm-hmm. Where in Elden Ring's like, can I just beat this and survive? I don't want to die. Sure. I would say another thing that nobody came close to with Breath of the Wild is like when I played through Breath of the Wild, I never summoned my horse because it's so fun to travel on foot mm-hmm. because of how dense that world is. There's always a new thing to go walk to. Yeah. At any point, you can stand at a spot and there's like five cool things to go walk to. And so I think like that's impossible to replicate and nobody has. Yeah, sure. I get that. I'm like, I can't think of like another thing that's that's been like yeah, that dense. Because Breath know? of the Wild, yeah, there's so much verticality i guess and sometimes it makes just more sense time wise to just run because you'll be climbing stuff like you can't climb with your horse and stuff like that and even like so you get on your horse you like blah 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 and then like oh shit there's like a little puzzle right there okay yeah. let me do that i'm like get on my horse i'll put i gotta stop there's another little thing over there what's that thing what's that thing? yeah so, exactly yeah. and well, it's, it's really not like elden ring at least at the start where you're like you could just whistle and get your horse like an Elden ring in breath of the wild you had to go to the stable first they added it later with dlc with an item but yeah. when it came out you couldn't do it as easily. i will say for a good portion of elden ring in the beginning stretch i was not using sure. my horse because yeah. i did like running over to like different spots i'm like oh it's over here I mean, I don't need to write. But then once I was like, oh, I really want to start crossing over long distances and like I want to speed yeah. things up. Um, definitely like felt that as well. But yeah, like other than Elden Ring, I can't really think of a another game I played where I felt like, you know, I wanted to like do that as often. Yeah, I don't think any game has where yeah. you're like in the world and you just something just catches your eye. And you're like, oh, so I'm gonna ch- what is that? I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Like that's a hard I'm thing gonna... to do. I'm going to bring up a weird one. This yeah, is, please do. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is oh. because of Breath of the Wild. And there are moments in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet where you're like, that looks cool. I'm going to go check okay. that out. I'm, that looks like a neat place. And that's what I really like is like, you can go to a town where you're not prepared for that gym. Yeah, you know what I that mean? is it, cool. It doesn't scale with you. It's like, oh, I look at that scary town. I want to go check that out. It's like, you shouldn't be here right now, yeah. child. Yeah. Um, I actually, th- I think like... It's, I'm excited to see more even Nintendo games inspired by what the Zelda team sure. is doing. The next Mario um, game. But yeah, yeah so like, uh, I, I think like Pokemon's benefiting from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I agree. They need to yeah. clean up some other areas, but 
I do yeah. like I liked the blueprint, Kyle, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. The blueprint is there. Like I'm, they they built the house with like Elmer's glue or some shit, you know, or just yeah, falling yeah. apart. Now they just gotta refine it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he also said the magic word Mario, mm-hmm. like Bowser's Fury. Um, little tease, little like, oh, good point. That evolving yeah. world, like imagine being dropped into a more like handcrafted now, mm-hmm. like Mario environment. Where it's like, don't have to jump into a painting. I don't have to like ride the the Odyssey to a different like location. It's like, no, you're in like this grassland right here and there's all these obstacles and like cool looking things that go is there like a thing over here like a star let's call them stars like a star over here a star over there like oh you know they're like this activity this activity and then like as you complete them you see more things start sprouting up in the distance and it keeps expanding it's like oh man like that's the type of like thing i want to see out of mario which Mm -hmm. you know that would benefit from what you were saying kyle like they don't have everything in there at once but like that I think that'd be more suited to a Mario game than dropping in a giant open world. It, like it starts expanding as you complete task and uh, a little bit more control. Will Will Pikmin Four go there? No. Or is Pikmin Four going to be stage based? Pikmin Four is going to be larger environments, but still going to be staged because they like the score thing, the challenges. I think they're going to stick to that. I um, think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, I'm like surprised by how many games like stayed to their own. Uh, normal premise like kirby you know what i mean like kirby is stage based as well you know it's just yeah like... but i also think kirby uh because i'm a uh, forgotten land was the first yeah. one i really dove into um and spending so much time seeing my nephew play that game and the more recent wii u port of uh deluxe kirby's turn dreamland deluxe um kirby games are really good for children like i know nintendo gets that like Oh, it's for kids, but like Kirby legitimately is the best like family game, like hands sure. down. Like I would buy it, and I think you'd have to compromise a little bit. Of, like maybe there is an open world type game that like is easy for kids to digest, but like I feel like younger kids will play Breath of the Wild for a little bit and then get bored. Like they'll they'll try out some stuff and be like, all right, cool. Like I I like I don't think the gratifications there. It's a little too complex. I think there's a little bit too much complexity whereas Kirby is so simple and more immediate gratifying that it would – an open world Kirby game would just become – I don't think it would benefit from the open worldness of it necessarily. Like Maybe larger environment with some fun activities. But like I actually think like the Mario thing I was just describing would be, be- like better suited for Kirby because it could be a better Kirby game, but I worry it would alienate uh, a large part of its audience because I think too young of children would just be like – I, where's the other Kirby game? I, I don't I want this, yeah. which which is fine. Maybe it's okay to make a Kirby game that's not meant for everyone anymore. Like they want to tr- like let the team try something more ambitious. Like I, I'm not against that idea. I just think in terms of like their mo and where the games sell so well, I think they know their target demographic, and it's it's like a game that anyone can pick up and play and enjoy, and like it's immediately understandable what you're doing and. There is like there is complexity like that final boss in Forgotten Land is they apologize oh for how challenging it is. But I Did think they yeah, they actually the designer said like, sorry, I might have made that final boss a little too tough. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. All right. This question is from Parasite Paladin. Uh, they said hell allies and Kyle. No. Oh, all that. <laughs> Hello, allies and Kyle. I have oh. a question for Kyle. Are you still running? That's it. No, 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 no. Uh, Give up on running. What about the cloud arms? 
I'm out of the habit of that too. As you can see, I'm looking a little scrawny right now. Uh, so like running, I was doing actually before COVID, right? I was, mm -hmm. I was in a pretty much reg running regularly. And then like COVID kind of like Ruined topped it. that habit. I have a weird memory of wearing a mask while trying to run, which sounds insane right now. Yeah. But there was a time where like I felt uncomfortable even like being outside without a mask on. Um, and I just remember like trying to breathe through it as I was running. Bad and that was basically oh. the last time I went running. Yeah. Kyle, I uh, went to the gym with a mask on like right when it, around that time, dude. And it was bad. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like actually impossible. Yeah. And then like same thing with, uh, with, you know, actually like lifting weights to mm -hmm. like get cloud arms. It's like, I went to Germany for Gamescom, didn't bring weights obviously. And like when I got back, it's like time to do it. And then I'm like, I'm just out of the habit. And so it's about like how easy it is to get out of good habits. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It is like, it's impossible to start running again. It's so, so hard to like find that inside yourself and like being willing to hurt yourself and be bad at a thing mm -hmm. and like be less good than you were the last time you did it. It's so hard to swallow that and like, just like get back into the habit. But, uh, it no, sucks. I'd like to get back and exercise. It definitely no sucks. Doubt. Like, uh, yeah. A time where I hadn't gone to the gym for a long time, and like takes me like a week and a half or two weeks just to get kind of back to where I was. Yeah, and you're just like, damn, dude, just playing catch up, but gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. Gotta you're so right. It. All right, this last question is from Andy F. Simple. Sup, is the PS5 Pro a day one buy or are you gonna wait? And how sweet is the rumored and how sweet is that rumored disc drive? So, in case you don't know, the there's a rumor of a new. PlayStation 5 coming out with a with no disk drive. You'll get a disk drive separately to okay. plug it into it. So it'd be like a detachable disk drive. And of course there's the rumored of Pro PS5. Pro oh, I know. Okay, I know about the first. I thought the Pro was a like the same thing, like no disk drive. The Pro might not have okay, one. I, Who knows? I heard so about it probably would be the same thing actually. I assume maybe. Okay, I heard about the disk drive for like the digital versions of PlayStation. Which I assume this will be like the new Slim or whatever. The right. new standard. That's supposedly coming out this year. PS4 Pro presumably Next coming year. out fall yes. 2024. Yeah. Uh, the Pro will be a day one buy for me. No question. I will buy that. Me too, probably. Yeah, I buy it's it. It's so dumb. Like, it won't change the streams that I'm streaming oh, at for all, right? Streams. No, 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 no. Nobody would Nobody would be able to tell, like, I'm running this on Pro. Like, yeah. nobody will be able to know, well, but Put in the still, title, like, little flex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, PS4 Pro, like, I jumped into that right away. Mm -hmm. And, like, for performance, like, you know, it was, like, nice to have, like, better mm -hmm. performance. It just... I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I was like convinced, like PS Five. Oh, it's so much more powerful, and like, it, like everything I'm playing looks pretty good on it so mm -hmm. far. I guess I need that moment where they're like showing off footage and like, oh, there's no way a game's gonna run at 60 frames on like base PS Five or something sure. like that. And that, and it's a game I really want to play. Mm -hmm. So like Resident Evil Nine or something. Could it's be like, well. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, especially because you don't play in 4K. Yeah, I like, like I still need to figure out how to. They added fourteen forty p, but I still can't use it. I don't know what cable I need. I have the, eight, the right HDMI cable. I have like you the I have the big HDMI cable, and the mo my monitor is fourteen forty. I like play through it, but I think I think my monitor not, might not support fourteen forty through HDMI. It's only through display, oh, display port. port. Okay, so I think that might be the problem. Yeah, so yeah, but I tried buying it like another cable, and it didn't work. It. But yeah, I only play at fourteen forty p, so I don't really play four yeah. K. Got it. I think Damiani brings up a good point, though, is like 
it's an easy day one if day one is also the day Wolverine comes out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if it's also game. the day a huge new game comes out, it's the easiest possible purchase. Yeah. Because like, I think oh, I, I want to play the best version of Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. I think I bought mine. I think Final Fantasy 15 was like pretty close to around the time or something like that. Where I was like, yo, I want to play in 4K kind of thing. Or yeah. like, I want this game to run as best as it can kind of thing. But yeah, we'll see what comes out around that time. Mm-hmm. But I will buy it day one. I, I won't get the slim. I'll just, you know, oh, yeah, I'll just no, wait. In the slim, yeah. <laughs> One thing I was thinking about, though, that is cool about the Slim, and I'm hoping it's something like this, is like the traditions of add-ons onto consoles. Like I'm thinking of like the bottom of a GameCube, mm-hmm. where like if you peel off these compartments, it's got all these cool things you can chunk in. If the removable disk drive like slots into the PS5, oh, that would be cool. Kyle, the, I like the slot. A, a dongle attached. Yeah. I, yeah, I assume it's going to be a better. dongle, but the slide would be like well, a... Sh- yeah. Or, like, or, yeah, like, yeah. like on the side yeah just slots into the side maybe there's not a compartment bay but yeah there's something you could add yeah. on to the top and snap into place just so it looks Dude, like nice joy con sliding yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Sick. there's makes... something nice about that <laughs> yeah it, that's classy i like that all oh, the nintendo fans are getting so angry how dare you do something that slides into the place like that nintendo invented that concept how dare you <laughs> yeah whatever fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's gonna do it for this episode of Frame Trap. Thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it and writing in. Kyle, thank you for joining us. We This was so fun, just hanging out talking games. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome to talk to you, pick your brain. Kyle, dude, um you stream, you got a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Where can people find yep. you? If they don't know. Twitch.tv slash Kyle Bossman. That's just my name, is the easiest way to find me on Twitch. Yep. And then Actually, YouTube is the same thing. <laughs> YouTube.com slash KyleBot. Super but simple. Yeah, Easy. We uh, delayed inputs. Yeah, today. you have delayed yeah. inputs usually come out, what, Thursday? Is that when it comes out usually? Friday morning, technically. Friday yeah. morning? Okay. And yeah, you yeah. stream Monday, Saturday, and Sunday usually? Monday, Friday, and Saturday. Monday, Friday, Saturday. Sorry, there we go. Yep, yep, so yep. if you want to check Kyle out, please do over there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you for listening and watching, and we will see you next time. Later. <laughs>